right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Cat Back Podcast. I'm Joey. And I'm Kenny. All right, we'd like to welcome you back for episode three. Uh, before we dive in, just want to thank everybody and all the listeners uh, and all the positive support and feedback we've gotten so far. I love to hear it. You're going to see us continue to tweak, uh, you know, how we're doing this. Uh, we want to take in and incorporate everybody's feedback. Uh, if you have anything uh, to share with us, please do so at the Cat Back on Twitter, um, and we'll we'll take it and run with it. So with that, just giving a quick overview of the first two episodes, you know, we started this thing out doing a broad overview of the NFL and Major League Baseball and then transitioned into the landscape and conference realignment and NCAA uh, and used that to jump right into college football as it was right around the corner and now already getting underway. Uh, so with all that, Kenny, uh, how are we looking tonight? All right, Joey, on episode three today, I agree. I want to thank the listeners been positive feedback from the first two episodes and this end up being a listener driven show so um but tonight we're gonna follow up with the live tour talk about pj tour golf the fedex cup playoffs and the championship last weekend and then we're gonna like you mentioned do an overview of the national basketball association and national hockey league and after we get all that done we're gonna hit some hot topics because things in the sports world are happening in overdrive Man, I see why the Patricks, Romes, Cowherds, Stephen A's, Skip Baylesses do this five days a week, three hours a day. There's just so much to talk about, and uh, we get past these big overviews. It's time to hit some of these hot topics tonight. So that's where we're going to go, Joey. All right, sounds good. All right, so where do we want to start? LIV, PGA, yes, where are we looking? Let's go with the Live Golf because we just lost another one. The number two player in the world has joined the – LIV tour. Yeah, old Cam Smith, right? Yes, sir. So, yeah, the I think the live tour is going to be very interesting. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see how it's going to continue to morph and transition. Uh, for anybody that's not aware, uh, a little bit different than the PGA. Um, you know, 48 players in the field, typically. They're playing three rounds uh, each tournament with 54 holes. Uh, they have a structured season, which I like to see. Um, so it's eight events total. It looks like seven of them are individual events. The eighth one's a really cool concept. Yeah. Uh, getting down to, you know, it's like a team championship, if you mm-hmm. will, and it's a big bracket with it over a span of four days. Uh, so I think that's going to be really cool to see. Yeah. And then uh, one of the other things that they're taking into account here is, you know, they're not going to have a cut line and no cuts. So everybody gets to follow their favorite golfer all weekend, which I mm-hmm. think is going to be really good for the sport. And everybody gets paid. Everybody gets paid. That's right. And then, uh, you know, the, the shotgun starts also. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they're trying to ensure the faster and the more exciting pace of play. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's going to help. Uh, you know, we, we hear about that all the time in Major League Baseball yes. and shortening the games, keeping it more exciting. And it sounds like Liv's trying to do that with mm-hmm. golf. So it's it's very interesting to see. Yep. So what, what's your thoughts on Liv uh, out the gate? Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, competition is not a bad thing. So – you know, having more options for these golfers, more guys can do it professionally. These guys will all get paid. You got some older guys that have jumped ship from the PGA Tour and are playing in the Live Tour. Um, I like the eight events. I like the shortened season. I don't yeah. like the wraparound golf thing now. Um, I don't like golf year-round. Everything has a season, and I like the fact they play. I mean, these guys got families and want to be in a – an area where they can see their kids go to school and things like that. So this is wonderful. And I do like 
you don't have to make the cut to get paid um, versus the PGA Tour. You don't play well Thursday and Friday, then you don't get paid and you're off to the next stop. Um, so I'm okay with it. Um, I know that some of the players don't have the same thought process, but I, but I as an outsider, like it. I like the fact that these guys can play. And I like team golf. I think yeah. that's going to be a neat concept. We love the President's Cup. We love the Ryder Cup. So, And, um, and the whole – Wearing non-traditional golf stuff, if you want to, you know. I mean, hell, the PGA Tour, it looks like a NASCAR on yeah. their back. They got all their sponsors and stuff. Um, but, you know, the, some of the big names in the PGA Tour are outspoken against the Live Tour. Uh, Tiger Woods, Roy McIlroy. Um, kind of ironic that Roy wins the FedEx Cup playoff, you know. Right. Starts six shots back and Scotty Scheffler lays an egg on Sunday and Roy McIlroy wins $18 million. And it's funny, they upped the prize money. What could have precipitated that? Could it be this tour and the talk of all the money? So, course, anyway, absolutely. Roy wins the FedEx $18 million. And um, as soon as he does, number two player in the world, jumps to the live tour, the Open Championship winner, Players Championship winner, Cam Smith. So, um, it'll be interesting. You're right. I want to see how this plays out with competition. And then it'll end up in court. Why can't I play boat tours? You only have me for eight weeks. Why can't I play the other 30 weeks on the PGA Tour? Yep. So it'd be interesting to see where, where all that plays out. But but that was this weekend. And um, and it'd be curious to see this weekend coming up with the PGA Tour season over. Yeah. If people turn tune in to watch Live, I think Live streamed. So you'd have to um, – yeah, it is. You, you can watch it on YouTube here in the States. And, uh, I mean, it's in many different territories and countries and different ways to watch it. But I think it's pretty cool uh, on YouTube or you can stream it on Facebook as well. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you touched on money there a little bit, and it's very interesting. Uh, you know, so the individual events are going to have $25 million purses. Um, <laughs> and as you mentioned, everybody's going to get paid, 1 through 48. So finish last place, not worried and – fighting against the cut line mm-hmm. and you're still going to walk away with a minimum of $120,000. So the, wow. uh, you know, it's cool to see everyone receiving a cut. So, you know, 4 million goes to first place all the way down to the 120,000 and 48th place. So you can do the math to figure out how all that looks, but yeah, uh, I there, think there is no tour stop that pays $4 million to the winner now. That That's right. And so, you know, I, and you know, I mentioned, uh, you know, that, Eight tournament season, Mm -hmm. and seven of them are defined as regular season, if you will. So they're going to name an individual winner after the first seven matches. Okay. Um, And they're actually going to reward on top of the actual tournament payouts. Yeah, team. uh, The the top three. Okay. For the individual uh, regular season. So that's a $30 million purse. So in addition to winning the tournaments and the payouts in the tournaments, first place overall through the first seven tournaments are going to receive $18 million, second $8 million, and third place is going to get $4 million. Okay. So even if I lose some of my corporate sponsors, I can replace that with that money, right? Absolutely. Hey, Kyle, um, you don't play a lot of golf. Uh, you've heard of the Masters Golf Tournament, right? Absolutely. Joey, you know what the Masters winner got this year? Payout? $2.7 million. $2.7 million. And I'm just going to play a random one of eight tournament, win this, and get $4 million. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't blame golfers yeah. for jumping and some of the big names for jumping. I guess 
I guess the one big downfall is that I can't break Jack Nicklaus's major wins record on the live tour. That's true. Um, and if I'm a guy that's all into history of the game and stats and all that. But here's the thing now. The PGA Tour started – there was no PGA Tour. That's Jack right. Nicklaus, Palmer, those guys started the PGA Tour. So, I just, you know, we've had the discussion earlier in, this, in the podcast about keeping somebody from making a living. Yeah. And I just I, – I can't say that I don't blame these 48 golfers for – Going to get automatic money. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of the same conversation we had last week on conference realignment. And, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to lose some of this history and the mm-hmm. rich history in college athletics. And, yep. but they're, they're going after the money, the players, the schools, uh, all of them, they're going after the money. And you're seeing it here in golf as well. And, you know, I, I, I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that sounds like a great deal. If I was offered a spot to play on the live, I'm probably going <laughs> to take it. I know. And who would have thought? Um, we started this with football, basketball, baseball, and hockey, big four. And then we were going to do college sports and uh, college football and then golf. Yeah. It, I mean, that's that's why sports is so awesome. You never yeah. know what tomorrow holds. That's and right. so, uh, you know, I, I can't blame them. I'm all in. You make money, you make money. Um, I think we run into a problem if the live tour flames out. Yeah. You play three years, you pocket. You're 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 a below average. You're 25 through 48. You pocket some parts of six million dollars. Yeah. To me and you and Kyle, that's enough to walk away. But, oh, absolutely. But, but these guys, um, so that's why I think it ends up in court, and we figure out if you can do both or get back or, and it's it's going to be an issue because the PGA Tour, if you play on that, you keep your card. Um, there's pensions paid out. Yeah. To, and then, and does the senior tour, champions tour, piggyback on the PGA tour, and I get 51, and I'm Phil Mickelson, right? And I play two years on the Live Golf Tour, make some money. Uh, I lose all my endorsements, and I make some money here. I qualified for the champions tour. They're going to say, I can't play, you yeah. know, because he could go out there, and champions tour pays out about $150,000 a week. But right. no, nowhere near any of this money, but it'd be a way he would be in the top ten all the time for a while. And, and make money. Um, I don't know. I'm curious to see how this plays out, and I never thought we'd be so excited about talking about golf, you know. So Yeah, I'm with you 100%. And, you know, we talked about the, the seven-match regular season. I think the, the most interesting concepts coming into the eighth tournament and it being a team tournament. Yeah. And um, it actually being a bracketed tournament at that too. Yeah. So, which is really cool. I mean, it looks like we're going to have – what is it, 12 teams, 14 teams, I believe, um, 12 teams, 12 teams of four golfers. golfers. So we yeah. still have the same 48 yep. golfers and they're structured in teams. Yep. And, uh, you know, looking at just the bracket here, you know, it's a match play playoff bracket uh, over four days. And, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a lot yeah. of fun to yeah. watch these guys. Um, and then you want to talk about more money in the payouts. I mean, that one tournament's a $50 million purse. <laughs> So the winning team's going to get $16 million. For four guys, that's $4 million. Yeah, the 12th place team, the last place team, is going to get a million bucks. So everybody's going to share a piece. 25%, yeah. It's just too much money, man. And, and look, would people be bashing it if Roy had jumped ship or Tiger Woods? Right. What if Tiger Woods had been the commissioner instead of Greg Norman? Yeah. What would people have said then? I, you know, it's – 
PGA Tour is going to have to figure out a way to keep its best players because what's going to happen is there's going to be more money for Liv and they're going to expand to 48. Like yeah. we talked about expanding the NCAA of tournament. Course. Going to be 60 whatever golfers, 68, so multiple teams of four, and then it's going to go to 88. And then all of a sudden you're like, uh-oh, we yeah. got just as many guys on the PGA Tour That's as right. we do it. And if you, in business it happens, go get the star salesman to the competition. Right. So if you get some of the big names, the DeChambeau's, which you got, the DJ's, the Phil Mickelson's, mm-hmm. Cam Smith, you get these guys, and the product's good, people are going to watch. And if people watch, then – how does it really matter how it started? That's it right. Just becomes, it just becomes golf, another tour. Yeah, I'm just I'm, – I'm really interested in the business case behind it because, I mean, there's no way this thing's in the black, if you will, the first year, right? I mean, there's, there's too no much sponsors. There's no, yeah. no nothing. It's Way just, too much money. It's just capital investment by these guys, and they lured guys to play golf. Yeah. So I, I, I'm going to be interested to see is this going to be sustainable because you're right. You will eventually get better names coming over to chase the money, but you're going to dilute the product as well. Right. Because um, TV money has got to be a part of golf, right? Got to have TV money. So we need TV money. Um, we need advertisers, right? Mm-hmm. So put those things together in addition with the investment from these uh, these live golf investors. Maybe you have something. I'm um, seeing they're, they're signing guys to contracts also outside of the actual tournaments, too. Mm. You know, Kyle sharing with us right here, you know, Dustin Johnson. Yeah. A four-year deal worth $125 million. So does unreal. he really care if there's no year five? <laughs> I mean. Yeah, no. No, these top golfers coming over, I don't think there's any way they do. I, you know, if, if they go continue to grab the best players in the sport, It'll make it legitimate, and then, uh, and then you have competition. Yeah. And then you see where the go- the guys out of college, the college golfers, decide to play, live or PGA Tour. Um, I- I'm excited to see where this plays out, and and golf will put you to sleep. So yeah. I'm excited to see where this plays out. But anyway, just to recap, you know, Liv's taking some of the bigger names off the PGA Tour. Roy wins the FedEx Cup playoffs. The normal PGA Tour season is over. So now we have the wraparound season. But I'm curious to see if live viewership grows now that there's no golf golf. You know, the big names yeah. usually shut it down until they start to the Florida. They do the California Pebble Beach and stuff in February, and then they start to the Florida move up to the Masters in April. That's right. So what happens now till February with the big names not playing golf? Are people going to watch this? I'd guess to say your diehard golfers watch it. They don't care. They'd watch golf anywhere. Yeah. I mean, people that love golf get up at, you know, 2 in the morning to watch the British Open or the Open. That's right. Here in the States. So, your diehards, they're going to watch it no matter what. Um, I think if you can make the product good and the money's big, maybe the the peripheral fan grabs hold of it too. But but back to your original point, man, I, I, I can't blame a guy for – trying to make money no absolutely and make, and make a living and phil mickelson's 52 three years old it's going to be hard to compete with 22 year old guys on a pga tour yeah how can you get all bent out of shape that he goes to take some piece of a 50 million dollar purse yeah i, I, I would think he was, I, I would i would be more I, I would be more concerned if he didn't take the chance to to um do the money grab so 
Yeah, I'd say I know Phil had some pretty strong words about the PGA Tour, and you yeah. know it, it is one of those things. That's, golf's always been a go to boys club, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. Correct. Um, but the PGA has always ruled with an iron fist, much like the NCAA has. And, you yep. know, we're seeing the NCAA collapse, just like we discussed last. That's exactly uh, right. Last episode. Perfect time for this topic. Pro- probably going to see it happen with the PGA too, unless they make some serious pivots. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I know Till took, Phil took a, a lot of abuse, you know. He kind of went into hiding, you know. So did, didn't come out after what he said. But yeah. But at the end of the day, Phil Mickelson, $200 million. Yeah, plus any of the purse money. It's unreal. I don't want heat either, but if I'm going to take heat, $200 million at the end is not bad. It helps. It'll it, it help you forget the heat, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, what, what an exciting time in golf. PGA Tour, Live Golf, and uh, and we'll see where it goes. Uh, get some big names on that Live Tour and just see. Um, now's the time when the regular tour is over for its regular season. So, how, we'll how would you classify yourself as a golf fan? Uh, yeah, I am. Um, I get very, very, very excited. I get very, very excited when the Masters, because to me that's the kickoff of spring, and I like the way the PGA Tour went four majors, April, May, June, July. You know, um, uh, um, anyway, the way they did the four majors back-to-back-to-back, and the the months don't spread them out. Um, And so when I see the Azaleas and the Masters and I hear the music and I hear Jim Nance's voice, I'm very excited about golf. I can watch golf every week. It doesn't have to be a major but I do have to have some of the big names playing. Yeah. Um, when they play in Canada or Mexico and some of those guys skip those trips, I'm, I like the Troy Merritts of the world, but they just don't bring me to the TV like Tiger, Phil, Roy, yeah. DeChambeau, those guys do. But the PGA Tour tried to get the Masters and the Open and the U.S. Open and the and uh, the PGA Championship tried to get the four majors compacted so people would watch golf and be excited because all you were competing with was the NBA Finals and baseball. Yeah. So they tried to get people to, to do this and to, to watch golf. But as me as a fan, I love golf. Look, I'm going to watch golf. I'm not the person that either of these tours are trying to get because I'm going to watch golf regardless. Yeah. These tours are trying to get the people that have nothing else to turn on. Yeah. And 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 watch and come to events. I'm not that guy because I'm going to go no matter what. I'll go to Greensboro and I'll watch golf no matter who's in it. Um, but yeah, I, I I love golf. I love to watch golf. Um, which all that's contradictory to most sports fans because you want fast pace, you want yeah. something like the NFL. But um, but yeah, I, I, so I'm not the I'm not the audience that either one needs because I'm already there. Yeah. So, um, but it. I, I probably am actually, so I'm a very casual golf mm-hmm. fan. You know, I do like to watch the Masters. Like, who doesn't? It's right, fun, exactly. right? Yep. But outside of that, maybe the U.S. Open, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit of the Ryder Cup. But yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's all you're going to get me for in golf. Yep. Father's Day weekend, you'll watch golf on the Sunday to that's see right. the U.S. Open, and then the Ryder Cup, the team stuff. Yep. Yeah, that's right. And but all of a sudden, I'm like, I, I kind of want to check out the live, mm-hmm. especially the team championship. Right. And I, I want to see it. I want to see it either crash and burn or be a wild success. Exactly. I so, mean, so so if you're the casual golf fan, Liv's already won because you're going to tune in. Absolutely. I'm going to watch more Liv golf this year than I have PGA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, stroke play can get boring. Match play is exciting, yeah. you know. And, and there's more risk-reward type golf in match play because you just lose the hole. Stroke play, right. a nine, you're done. Yep. Right? You're pretty much done. 
But in match play, I can lose the hole, and it's just one hole I'm down. So you get more aggressive golf. Um, the team concept's great. That 99 Brookline team that won the Ryder Cup, Justin Leonard. Yeah. That People still, I mean, just we're a team sport country. You know, I mean, that's just what we are, and that, that helps. Um, but anyway, that, I want to see how this shakes out um, because I like golf, and I'll watch golf no matter what, you know. I'd watch it more. Look, if you're looking at a regular 40-week, 35-week tour, um, golf tour, the week's Tiger's off or Phil's off or DJ's off. Just look at the ratings. They're down. When those guys play, would you say Tiger Woods doesn't move the needle? He is the needle? I mean, that's, Absolutely. that's, that's the thing. So um, I'm going to watch it. Now I'm going to watch it more than I probably would have otherwise. Yeah. Because I like this this confrontation. I like Roy taking shots at Greg Norman. Yeah. We'll just see. Um, well, I think you hit it dead on. You know, the PGA's seen some real struggles when Tiger hasn't been Tiger and hasn't been playing. Mm-hmm. So, and all of a sudden, you got guys like me, and I say, yeah, I want, I want to check out the live. Mm-hmm. And it, it's the excitement of the money in it all. And, yep. you know, I'm sitting here looking right now. Matsuyama turned down, you know, the live contract mm-hmm. that was estimated to be valued between three to four hundred million dollars. I mean, these guys are getting more money than exactly. you know the top dogs in the NFL, yeah. certainly, and right. Major League Baseball. Yeah, um, your point is valid about how can this be sustainable? I mean, how can it be offering everybody low end fifty million to four hundred million? Yeah, I'm gonna be interested to see the the viewership mm-hmm. on the streaming platforms. Yeah. Because the ad money reigns supreme, yeah. and sponsorships it, reign supreme, and it will come. And what I've heard from guys on PGA Tours, oh, well, they're all getting paid. The competition won't be so good. Yeah. You're just going to go through the motions because you're getting paid. These are professional athletes. They want to win. Yeah. You talked about that in an earlier episode. These guys are professionals, don't want to embarrass themselves. They're prideful. They want to win. If I'm 48, I'm going to be pissed off for the next tournament. I don't want to be 48. I want to be first. Yeah. No matter if you're making $300 million, I'm making $200 million. Most professional athletes scrap all that. I want to beat you. That's why they play. And that's why they're so driven to be professional athletes. But the, the sustainability of live golf is going to be interesting. I heard Jack Nicholas turned down $100 million to be the commissioner. So right there, plus all the references you made for DJ and Phil and hundreds of millions of dollars. And Kyle's telling us Tiger Woods turned down seven to $800 million to join the live tour. Your point, he's the needle. He does that. Lives all of a sudden got its validity it needed. Yeah. Having Tiger Woods. If you could come up with the billion dollars it took to get Jack Nicholas to be the commissioner, Tiger Woods to be whatever, just the face, doesn't he have to play? Walk the course. <laughs> PGA Tour is in massive trouble. Yeah. Hemorrhaging if you lose something like that. Yeah, absolutely so, it is. And I just don't know what the PGA Tour can offer other than the history to keep those guys from going. And guys that have won less than five majors kind of thing, and they're creeping toward 30, take the money. I mean, after 35, you're competing with 22-year-olds. And it's hard to beat them at any sport. There's only one Tom Brady, one Michael Jordan who did it. That's right. For a long period of time. Yeah, I mean, just look what happened to the NBA after Jordan retired. Absolutely. Like, 
like finally retired. Mm-hmm. Look what happened. Yeah, it still hasn't recovered. Correct. Fully. LeBron's helped it certainly, but yeah. it's not what it was. If Liv got Tiger, that's the end of the PGA Tour. Yeah, I mean, and if the Liv Tour could ever make an expanded season with this kind of money spread out a little more, yeah, I, I don't know, Joey. This is a, um, but whatever. I mean, should we be cool with there's only one option? So. Anyway, because I know there are other other tours around the globe, but nothing holds the same as the PGA Tour. And now that you're getting a subset of these players on the Live Tour, we'll just see what this competition does. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely excited to watch it. And, you know, I, I may even tune in this weekend. I know. I, I was thinking about that when you were talking earlier. And uh, But see, what, what happens to Roy McIlroy? You've, you've talked so badly about the Live Tour. Mm-hmm. What if all of a sudden – Something happens on the PGA Tour. I mean, oh, he couldn't go, right? Yeah. He's uh, He could, but it's going to cost him money. Mm-hmm. And people would, I guess, over time forgive him. But Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out, especially you in the coming what, years. Man, I, what if, just what if, what if? We play this live tour for three years, and they don't allow any kind of hybrid golf. You can't play on the PGA Tour. You, they let you play in the majors, but you can't play on the regular tour events. And after three years, the groups get together, and we go top ten in the live tour, play the top ten on the PGA Tour. It's like a weird little Ryder Cup almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, do you think people would watch then if we stirred this pot long enough? Absolutely. See John Cena uh, against The Rock or The Rock against Stone Cold. We, we stir the pot for 48 weeks and then WrestleMania, yeah. you know, do this for two or three years, get them mad at each other and say, you know what, and let the top ten on one tour play the top ten on the other, you know, and just see or put teams together. Um, That'd who, be one hell of a tournament. Who knows where this thing's headed? Who, who knows? But um, Liv has to survive without bankrupting yes. themselves first. Though. Yes, they do. Yeah, so, they do. But they do that. That's a great concept. That would be a lot of fun. Man, it you know, um, you asked me, could Alabama beat the Jets? You know, best college team beat the worst. It'd be nice to see these two go at it. But I don't know. There'll be so much animosity that, you know. But I, yeah. I, back to the original point, it's easy to get off in sports and what ifs and stuff. But I, um, I, know, I can't fault the players, take the money, go play. Um, and, you know, I'm old, and I like things in history and so forth, but I'm having to get used to there are other options, and, and the way things do things wasn't the way that my parents, grandparents did. You just got to to learn to be comfortable with that. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch. I, I was already going to watch, but now I'm going to watch even more. Yeah. So see what, where these two tours play out and how things go. How does Jay Moynihan handle the PGA Tour and Greg Norman with the Live Tour and just see what happens? Hell, just throw them in a ring. One, two, three. The the winner is the only tour we have. But anyway, um, I I never thought we'd be talking about golf to this length. I thought it would be four times a year for the majors. That's right. And toward the end of the year, looking at the top 125, who's going to keep their card and stuff. But now have another alternative. yeah, Liv's doing exactly what they wanted. They wanted guys like us talking about golf right now. You got it. So Right when it's, it couldn't be more hot in sports with football, baseball, basketball, and hockey, the yeah. big four. And then college football and the college sports that go along with that. But, yeah, um, 
awesome topic. I'm glad we I'm glad we hit on it, and um, and I'm curious to see what happens with these 48 golfers. Yeah, I am too. Excited to tune in this weekend. Maybe we'll do a quick recap next week and yeah, see see what we think. Because I have not watched the live. Me, me neither. Yet, so. Me neither. I've seen excerpts, but I haven't watched right, it. Maybe, maybe that's something. That's the homework this weekend. Yeah, I think so. All right, Kenny. Let's take a look at the NBA. Um, you know, I know we're we're kind of premature here, and so no need to go conference. I mean, division by division right. in the conferences and over unders. Yet we we can dive a little bit deeper into that as we get closer. I know. Preseason's coming up in the next month or so, and uh, you know mid October is when the season starts. So, um, but let, let's do a quick overview of it. So, you know, last year's finals we had Golden State Warriors and Boston Celtics. Yes, sir. So the Warriors ended up taking it all. So, if you if you had to take a guess right now, who's Vegas got the odds on this year? Well, it's one of those two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yep. I would I would guess. Um, it's hard to repeat, so I'd guess it'd be Celtics. Celtics and Jason Tatum, and that team's good. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Brown, the new coach, was good this year. Brad Stevens looks like he knows what he's doing in the front office. So, yeah. Um, and made some moves so far in this offseason. Uh, brought in a couple guys just to continue to add to the depth of that team. And that was a, that was a, a good NBA Finals, uh, Golden State and uh, the Boston Celtics. Um but yeah, I would think uh, the Celtics would be the early season favorite to be your NBA t- champion for 2023. Yep, um, indeed they are. Yeah, and um, it looks like uh, I guess Kyle's brought it up. I, it's Boston, Golden State, Milwaukee. So mm-hmm. two of the three are in the Eastern Conference. Um, but it's the same cast of characters it is most every year. Yeah. We looked at last year's standings and. Um, you know, the top six make the playoffs automatically qualify. Seven through ten have the play-in game, one-and-done kind of thing, and you go one through eight, and they play it out. Uh, everything's best of seven. Same old cast of characters. Uh, Boston, Milwaukee, Miami, Philadelphia in the east. And then out west, it's uh, Golden State, Phoenix, um, Dallas, Utah. But the new kids to the party have been these Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Ja Morant. Yeah, I mean, I like him. human highlight reel, man. Yeah. I love it. And in the postseason, if he doesn't get hurt, who knows how they do again? You know, Golden State, you let him play the whole series. Um, everybody remembers him going down the lane and just over the top of guys, you That's know, right. and throwing it down. And so, um, you know, we love sports and we'll tune in to baseball in the dog days of summer when nothing else is really going on. But as we're learning, there's not a day off in sports now. Something's constantly going on. Um, NBA gets the same kind of thing through the dog days of the regular season. But then when you get in the postseason, you know, you'll see guys watching all the time. Yeah. And um, and But, yeah, back to your point about who I think – I mean, Boston was right there. So, I would – if I had to do today, um, nine months away from – the championship, I would, I, it would would not be hard to imagine another Celtics Golden State rematch um, for the NBA championship. But the West is good. West is heavy with Phoenix. They're good, like we just mentioned, Memphis. So um, I could see any of these same cast of characters. I mean, as an as an NBA and basketball fan, um, 
you do sometimes want to see somebody new to the party, and I think that's why I got behind Memphis last year. Yeah. And Phoenix. I want to see Phoenix win. I grew up with um, Kevin Johnson, Charles Barkley, those guys, and they always seemed to come up short when Barkley was chasing a ring after leaving Philadelphia. Yeah. He went to Phoenix with Thunder Dan and those guys and just came up short. Um, could not win a title. So, um, but, yeah, I, I got a feeling, Joey, right now it's going to be the same old, same old in the NBA playoffs. And uh, I can't believe we did three minutes without mentioning uh, LeBron James. Yeah. No, so, no, <laughs> that no, tells no. you where the, the state of the Lakers are, I guess. You know, <laughs> it's uh, Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. Is Russell Westbrook on the team, off the team, yeah. and then LeBron James, you know, uh, yeah. signed a, what did we say a couple episodes ago, two years, $100 million extension or something? Something like yeah. that, yeah. So, And it's weird. I mentioned the same old, same old, and didn't mention the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. Um, as a favorite to win the NBA title. Vegas aren't showing them much love either. They've got them kind of middle of the road. Mm-hmm. So, mm. and I, I don't, I don't want to spend too much right. time on, on the Lakers. You know, I mean, we, we've seen what's going on. And, uh, you know, I, I do think they'll be a competitor. They'll, they'll be back in it this year. Right. So, I mean, LeBron's not going to let them stay out. But so no, long, absolutely. Honestly. And Le- LeBron stays healthy. Anthony Davis stays healthy. Yeah. I mean, it's They're two team. of the better players in the Yeah, I mean, league. that's a good basketball team. So, they'll, they'll remain competitive. Yeah. I think uh, you know, as I'm but looking, you don't see them winning the title. No, you know? and, no I, I don't. It, and and I don't want to get off track because we're going to do this. But does that end the LeBron James Michael Jordan debate if he doesn't get more than the titles he has currently from Miami, Cleveland, and LA? Well, I mean, honestly, I've never considered that a debate. So gotcha. for me personally, I don't even think they're in the same ballpark. Gotcha. So for many different reasons and. You know, maybe we'll do a topic on that. Yeah. You know, in a future episode, because yeah, absolutely, I could probably talk for way too long <laughs> about that. Yep. But yep. Uh, but to me, that's not really in the same conversation. But I, I think to most of the sports world that's out there, right? Yeah, it may put a dagger well, in it. LeBron's been to so many finals, you know, where yeah. Jordan won them all. That's right. You know, he batted a thousand. Yeah. So it's hard to it's hard to argue. You know, I think one of the most interesting things to me on on the early season odds in, in Vegas is, uh, you know, the Nets. Mm-hmm. The Nets are the fifth favorites. Yeah. And yeah, I know they got star power in the name, right? Mm-hmm. But are, are the Nets for real? I mean, really, are they the fifth most likely to win the I got, I got a league? bunch of questions. Ben Simmons, that's a question. I don't have to ask the question, just Ben Simmons. Where yeah. Kyrie Irving? And Kevin Durant tried last year by himself. I mean, he's going to be all in every game. But I just don't um, – I don't know how Vegas could see them going from the dysfunction to this group, the chemistry and all that it takes to win an NBA title and have them as the fifth best favorites to win an NBA title. If I were making this list on my own, it would have been Celtics, Golden State, Bucks, Phoenix. It would have been everybody in that top – 10-ish, except for the Nets. Yeah. I, I just – after last year, I wouldn't have seen the Nets as a favorite to win the title. And and sadly, the Lakers would have been the same thing. They're the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. They get 10-and-a-half as the over-under because of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, that's right. It's the Lakers. Brand the name. Yeah, that's, that's yeah right. absolutely. So, I mean, I, I look at this and I see, you know, the Nets are ahead of the Suns. See, I, I, the I, I, on paper, that makes no sense. They're yeah. ahead of the Heat. They're ahead of the Grizzlies, 
I, I don't understand it. They're, it's, it makes no sense. They're ahead of teams that were better than them last year. Absolutely. So I, I just the, – the, the Brooklyn Nets finished seventh in the East last year when they play in. Yeah. And um, I, I just don't know how all of a sudden with everyone wanting to go their separate ways um, – Kevin Durant was turns out Kyrie's not your boy, right? Yeah. You know, we'll make the super team, play in Brooklyn. Sorry if we said New Jersey, play in Brooklyn, and um, it never materializes. Uh, COVID had some stuff to do with it, but but never materializes. And then Vegas jumps on board and has them as a fifth favorite to win the NBA title. I just I don't see it. I mean, they may finish fifth in the East. <laughs> yeah. That may that may be about it, but. Uh, but I like every team. Look, I like the Hornets better than I do Brooklyn right now. Uh, you may have bumped your head. No. <laughs> you may have Man, bumped your head. Man, I am all in with Lonzo. <laughs> and I mean, um, LaMelo. Yeah, LaMelo. Yeah. I'm, I love him, man. That kid is good, man. He got hurt last year. He's good, yeah. They made the, made the postseason. I'm telling you. Um, I, we'll see. We'll see. I can see. I can see the Charlotte, the local team, the Hornets. Making the postseason, they did last year. They lost in the playing round. Yeah, uh, you know. So we'll see. They're they're still young. They got yeah. a lot of talent there, but uh, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe I'm just bitter because I've seen so much yeah. dysfunction for so long there. Yeah, I, I was um I was told the third son was better than the other two, but Lonzo made it. I don't know where he is today. Maybe New Orleans. I don't know. He yeah, was in sure. that LeBron trade, Lakers. I mean, yeah. uh, when Anthony Davis came over from the Pelicans to the Lakers. So Lonzo's there and Lamelo. I just I don't know. I like Lamelo. I like the way he plays basketball. Yeah. But um, but yeah, uh, Nets. I don't I don't buy. But um, but I'm all in on the everybody else in the top ten. Yeah, you know you you mentioned earlier Samuel cast the characters mm-hmm. and you know we kind of excluded the Lakers there obviously. But yeah. why, why is there such a large disparity between the top and the bottom of the league? Where, where it feels like there's not even competitive play. <laughs> Why is that in the NBA? I don't. I, it's hard to put your finger on it because they're big market teams that aren't very good. Yeah. Knicks, New York Knicks, you can't, James Dolan can't have any more money, but they're just pitiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think I saw earlier in some headlines they signed R.J. Barrett to an extension, a rookie contract extension. And I saw Donovan Mitchell. That may have been a place that he – but I don't know. I mean, it, it is it is hard to explain. It is hard to explain. You had uh, – the New York Knicks didn't make the postseason last year and the L.A. Lakers didn't make the postseason last year. Yeah. Baseball hates it when the Yankees and Red Sox aren't in the postseason. NFL hates it when the Dallas Cowboys aren't in the postseason. So, I don't know. I, I don't – it can't be a money thing. Um, LeBron put the roster together in L.A. <laughs> and it didn't work. Uh, got rid of the coach, brought in the ham guy. Um, so we'll see. I, I don't know. I mean, you know what? When you look at the one, two, three, four, five in each conference that don't make the playoffs, the top ten, I mean, you're taking 20 of 30. Yeah. You ain't got to be all that special to make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, the Hornets, the the Hornets <laughs> you were just dogging, were four games over 500 and made the playoffs. But then the Knicks were eight games under 500, so yeah. they made it easily. Yeah, you it's know? not even close. But, but these, they're bigger market teams that didn't make the postseason. So it's not money. It's not attractive. Come to New York, come to L.A. There's more than just basketball. 
Madison Avenue, Hollywood. So I, I don't know, Joey. Um, because when you see the Charlotte Hornets make the playoffs and the New York Knicks don't, I, if I ran the league, that's not what I want. No, it's definitely not. No. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question either. But it's not a good look when you have – I'm not going to say average because they're way better than average players, but right. not your superstar players getting super max deals. Correct. I, it, it cripples teams, and I think that's that's a part of this. Everybody's jockeying to, mm-hmm. to get the yeah, names, it. and yeah. it's yeah. they're overpaying. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the three, six, the top six teams in the league, the three in the East and three in the West have damn good coaches. Yeah. That Spolster in Miami is really good. Steve Kerr is pretty good in Golden State. Um, Monty Williams in Phoenix is good. Um, the Celtics organization is well run. Brad Stevens Always, going up in yeah. front office. Um, Bucks win a title a couple of years ago. Um, those six are well run teams, and um, four in each. Of the standings last year happened to be Philadelphia, who's got a lot of talent, and they just, you know, what do we Embiid and Harden and those guys, you know, yeah, and then uh, the Dallas Mavericks with Luca, and um, so, you know, I, I I'm excited about the start. It's just the NBA gets buried behind football, yeah, and and so, but I'm excited about the start and then see at the quarter post where everybody is, and then at Christmas with the big games, you know, that's right, they'll do the Christmas Day stuff. I'll, get our bearings on it and then in the spring as we start to get in the home stretch of the NBA regular season before the playoffs, I mean, you're taking two out of three teams to the playoffs. So if you're good, you should be in the playoffs with a chance to win the title. If you're if you're 11 through 15, basically 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 in the East and the West, I hate to say this because, like you said, they're professional athletes and they're very, very good and these teams are very, very good. Um, but if you can't make the postseason when you're taking this many teams, yeah. you got to really look at what you got. Yeah. You, you literally have teams that are getting lottery picks yeah. that's going to the playoffs. Exactly. I mean, in, so in, in year one kind of thing, yeah. you know. Um, you know, And we'll get to later episodes. We have dark horses, and we'll do over-unders, and yeah. we'll pick what we feel. But if today, the start of football season, if you ask me, easy cop-out would be the Celtics. If I had to pick a dark horse – who is that? Maybe the Clippers with the return of Leonard. Yeah. Um, Kawhi Leonard. Because um, there was a time when he was building a super team very quietly because he doesn't talk. But yeah, right. But, yeah, it would be like <laughs> the Clippers. Um, and I don't want to take the easy way out and go Golden State with their, their – their, I mean, with that, that poor kid being so good in the postseason this yeah. year and winning the title, they got it figured out. Well, if Vegas cool. has the odds-on favorite of a repeat in the finals yeah. this year, let's yeah. say they're wrong. Yeah. So let's say the Clippers don't make it, the Celtics mm-hmm. don't make it. Right. You know, this is really preliminary and early season, of right, course. Right. But right. If they don't make it, who who do you have in the finals? Yeah. So, so your yeah, you're right. So if it's no Golden State, no Boston, no repeat like Vegas thinks it would be. Yeah. Um. I, I really in the East, I really like Boston. I think it's going to be hard to fail. But if I had to pick somebody else, I just don't think there's anybody running with Jimmy Butler in Miami to 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 win the East. Giannis showed me a couple years ago he can do it on his own. Chris yeah. Middleton hitting threes and stuff. And, I mean, so if I if I had to go – and it's not really going out on a limb because 
Vegas has got the Bucks right up there. But there we go. I'd go Bucks in the East early on if it's not a repeat of the finals from last year. And in the West, it's to me, it's Phoenix or Memphis. Yeah. I, I, I like both them. I like getting DeAndre Ayton back for the um, uh, oh, we play college ball. Arizona maybe. Um, getting that kid signed to the Suns, big deal. And um, and you know, and they got a nice mix, man, with that Devin Booker, yeah. Chris Paul. I mean, old and young. I mean, I, I would if if it's not Golden State, then it's Phoenix. Okay. I I, I just but. Because we got to get one more guy in Memphis. Yeah. And, and see, once again, man, how can Memphis, that small market, be in the postseason excitement, John Morant, go, 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 and the Lakers and the Knicks aren't in the postseason? Yeah. If I'm, I'm Silver, Adam Silver, the commissioner, I'm not happy. I, I want the Knicks. I want L.A. That's yeah. the finals I want. Biggest TV markets, biggest yeah, everything. Absolutely. You, you got to get your major markets in yeah. there, man. So – if you don't get Celtics Warriors repeat NBA Finals, who do you think it is out of the East and the West, Joey? You know, in the East, you know, I, I was leaning towards the Bucks, but the more I'm sitting here thinking about it, I probably give the Heat the edge. Okay. Um, I, I do like Spolster. He's a great coach, man. Yeah, I like Gosh, him, and I think they probably got more depth sitting there, mm-hmm. maybe than Milwaukee. But yeah. you've got, you know. Giannis. Giannis, yeah, the high <laughs> so, end stuff for the I mean, Bucks. It's like, wow, Giannis and Butler cancel, and then you still got. Yeah, I mean, I like Chris Middleton. I, you know, um, but I, but I could see that. I yeah, could see I'll, if you I'll, don't have the Celtics, then the Heat. I, I would probably take the Heat. Okay, and then, you know, I'm in the West, I want to say Memphis, but <laughs> I, I think it's got to be Phoenix yeah. if it's not Golden State. Honestly, yeah, yeah I, I agree. So I like the Phoenix. like you said, there may be some sleepers too, and we'll get into that in the mm-hmm. future. Yeah, oh bit, yeah, yeah. But, Right now, I, I would probably say – I think I'd say the Heat and the Suns. Okay. I, I, I would have to be, be agree on 50% of that. And I could see the Heat and the Bucks in yeah. the Eastern Conference Championship or Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I think the, the discussion points we'll have later that will be more – is because these top-heavy teams that are good that yeah. continue to be in the postseason, it will be a more – a more interesting debate and discussion with the eight through twelve ish kind of thing. Who makes yeah. the top ten? Especially if the Lakers aren't healthy and they're right there and it's the Spurs and it's Popovich and it's the Lakers and it's teams like that that are jockeying for ten and Damian uh, Lillard uh in Portland jockeying for that ten spot. And then Hornets, Knicks, those kind of teams trying to finish Cleveland, upstart team, those kind of yeah. teams making the bubble. So, to me, that would be um, – that may be a more exciting discussion than, hey, the Heat and the Celtics and the Bucks are top dogs in the East kind of thing. So, um, but, yeah, we'll get to that because I, I like the discussion points of uh, who we think is going to win, overs and unders, and um, some of those dark horses. And the last part of the season there where we're fighting for the – the 10 spot, which used to be the 8 spot to make the playoffs. Yeah. All right, same question I asked you about golf. How do you rank yourself as a fan of the NBA? Are you casual? Um, are you a little bit heavier than that? Where, where are you at in the It's NBA? a low blow, Joey. Um, it's um, – okay. In the postseason, I'm all in. I like to watch it. Um, it seems like the level of play, they care more yeah. than game 56 in the regular season. Um so, to answer your question, 
I'm a casual NBA fan. Better question for you is, college basketball, NBA basketball, tell me the difference because I get the feeling you would watch a Wednesday night Kentucky, whomever in the Southeastern Conference college basketball game instead of a Memphis, L.A. Lakers NBA game. Absolutely, I would. Yeah, I'll take college basketball all day. And the reason why is? I think it's the competitive nature. So I think, really, I think it's a couple things is, you know, the disparity of the top and the bottom in conferences isn't the mismatch that it seems to be in the NBA. Okay. And I think you hit it on, you know, game 52 in the NBA. (laughs) A lot of times feels like it don't mean much. You know, I, I watch the guys not play a lot of defense mm-hmm. some do I don't, right. I don't want to discredit everybody but, right you know up and down the league I, I feel like it's very soft and passive type of play right until you get into the postseason mm-hmm. and in college I don't feel like you get that at all right so they don't I, I tend take, to lean towards college they don't take days off it looks like in college no um yeah it's it's um seems like every game should matter and the professional guys are setting the example you know but yeah. But I, I tend to agree with you. Growing up where we are here, um, college sports. I'm a casual NBA fan, diehard college basketball fan. Yeah. We'll watch probably pretty much any ESPN college basketball game. Yeah, I will do. Probably pass on the TNT Wednesday night NBA game. I it's um I can find baseball or something else to watch. You know. Yeah. And that, and that's sad because um I, I you know I. I the NBA, I don't know, but should be like the NFL. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch any NFL game. Absolutely. So don't you, matter who's you, playing. You On Thanksgiving, you watch the Lions all the time. Right. It, it doesn't matter if they're playing the Jaguars. You're watching it. So, um, yeah. I, um, you're a casual NBA fan as well or less than casual? Uh, probably Probably casual. Maybe a little bit more than casual when we get into postseason. Okay. But honestly, I'm not really all in until the finals. Gotcha. So I struggle with it. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. And um, I have to have somebody to kind of root for to watch, too, in the yeah. NBA. I'll watch college basketball no matter who's playing. Yeah. But in the NBA, I need a LeBron James in Cleveland to try to get that first title. Yeah. And beat the evil empire, the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Um, and last year um, – didn't want Golden State to win again, you know, fourth title kind of thing. And I wanted the Duke kid and, and, and Boston to win. But then I got to thinking about it. I'm pulling for a team that's got those championships galore, you know. Right. Celtics and Lakers. And, and I, I, you know, casual NBA fan, diehard college basketball fan. And like you, I don't really get heated up about the NBA until it's it's really funny that the this, the difference between the NFL and the NBA. We get excited about trades and stuff in the NFL and the draft and all. And NBA's two rounds and yeah. we kind of get excited, but it's it's Duke guys, it's Carolina guys, it's it's Power Five guys playing NBA basketball. But yeah, I. I it's just – it's hard to believe the difference in the excitement level with the NFL and fantasy football and all that goes on in the NFL. And yeah. the NBA doesn't have that yep. with the people we, we run with and talk to. Um, so, casual NBA guy, diehard college guy. And seems like that makes no sense because if you're diehard college and these guys filter up to the NBA, it seems like you'd be all in. Yeah, it feels that way. but It just never – it just hasn't, doesn't play out. It doesn't manifest that way for me, for sure. Yeah. 
So, but you know, you you referenced college a second ago, and you know, looking at it, and let's let's go back to the draft in the NBA really quickly. Um, you know, you mentioned Power Five, right? So. Yes. There's how many picks in the NBA draft? 60? Yeah, 30 right? and 32 rounds. That's right. Yes, sir. So, so 55 picks came from the Power Five. So, <laughs> yes, let, let that sit for that, a that second. Takes, that takes some excitement out of it, right? <laughs> it does. And, you know, it, it's interesting, wow. though, because you, you look – the Big Ten had the most picks in the mm-hmm. draft, yeah. with nine overall. Right. However, the ACC had the most first-round yeah. picks in the draft. So it, higher in talent, probably. Well, know. I think so, and it, it's disproportionate at least last year because the ACC had six first-round picks. Four yeah. of them came from Durham. Wow! So. Wow! Yeah. Um. That, that when you say it out loud, it kind of surprises me. But when I think about it, and it sets in. It doesn't surprise yeah. me. So the John Moran out of Murray State, he's really the exception. Yeah. I mean, you said fifty-five out of sixty. Wow. Yeah. That that is that's kind of mind blowing that um well it's mind blowing because you know you think of the NBA and you think of early to mid first rounders and yeah. you think of these European guys that See, come over exactly I mean it, maybe this year was the exception yeah. I, I'd like to look at the data on that and yeah. see but yeah but if you got five guys from overseas there's your answer to your sixty well that means you had no mid majors drafted and maybe that's the case huh. I don't know <laughs> maybe that's the gap we talked about in the last that's right episode is where are we headed with all this yeah um we see it in football now we see it in basketball um i don't know i mean that that it's hard to believe 55 out of 60 from yeah. the power five and then duke had four first rounders the number one overall pick yeah sweet yeah. suit yeah carol yeah and so um and he's on orlando they had the first yeah, pick right. last year yep. Yeah, goes down there to play with Tar Heel Cole Anthony. That's right. Yeah, so, and and Mickey Mouse. A lot of, a lot of young talent there, but yeah, it just it's amazing. We watched every Duke game, you know. Maybe not. In, all of well, this, but. okay. After okay, <laughs> so they play a couple on a battleship and stuff. We watched those early, and then uh, we see the big uh, coaches versus cancer games yeah. and stuff like that, and then we watch most of their um, conference games and uh, the the two against the light blue and. Uh, yeah. And it just – I never understood why it doesn't materialize into the NBA. And uh, if it hadn't been for Jordan, yeah. I mean, who knows where the NBA would be. Because yeah, that I really flipped agree. a switch in this part of the country. You know, people watched. And those finals in the 80s were taped delayed. Could you imagine that today? Is that we would watch a game we already knew the answer to. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> but then you put it in perspective, the 1980 – it was been the, not the gold medal game because we think the Russians we beat for the gold medal and we didn't, but that was tape delay. The Olympics yeah. in the eighty. So how much things have changed? When I got kids walking around campus watching sports on their phone all the time, you know, it's real time. Everything's real time. So, um, but yeah, it, it just um, all in on college. Not so much on the NBA until we get to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that as well. I'm still I'm stuttering over 55 out of 60. That's impressive. You yeah, know? that's staggering. I mean, that's a staggering stat. Two rounds. And and how hard is it to make this league? Yeah. Guaranteed contracts, two rounds. Mm-hmm. you got to be really good. And you're fighting five or ten from around the globe. That's right. To make the NBA. Yeah. Even more the reason why isn't the product. It's the best. It's the best that can play basketball. You would just think it would have our attention more. We don't miss a week of NFL football. 
We or watched all 16, football. and, and, and it, it, we surely don't miss that because we talk in week one about if so-and-so loses, they're done. Season's yeah, over, right? right? <laughs> you, don't finish, you don't start in the top ten and you lose one of your first two games, you're out. No chance at the Final Four of the college football playoffs. So, um, and you know, maybe, maybe that's part of the problem here in the NBA, mm-hmm. honestly. Maybe, maybe it's part of the problem in some of the NFL early on, too, and certainly in baseball. Yeah. Every game don't matter as much, and maybe that's part of this issue. <laughs> I don't know. You're right. Live to it matters. We only play eight. That's true. The golf. Maybe we're not valuing this stuff enough. Yeah. Huh. Something we thought we couldn't live without, we might take for granted some. Mm-hmm. They do. They take nights off. Teams lay eggs all the time. You're like, ugh, what was that? That's right. NFL, that could cost you the playoffs. You don't get many of them. Yeah. College football certainly can cost you yeah. a big bowl or the college football playoffs. College basketball costs you a number one seed. Yep. And you certainly don't want to be a 5-12 or 8-9 or anything. You know, maybe that's the problem with the NBA. There's not enough value put on the regular season. And now that you're taking two-thirds of the league into the playoffs, you've made it even worse. Nah. 20 out of 30. Huh. Yeah, they've diluted the product. We'll have to come back to this sometime. Yeah. You know, because it's especially when it's happening live. Yeah. When we're in the season and it's a Tuesday night and we watch a stinker between two teams, well, there's the point right there. That proved it. That's why ratings are terrible. Yeah. Um, hmm. All right, so you, I, I go Celtics, um, Golden State. They're the favorites, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Milwaukee and Phoenix, and you're gonna go Miami and Phoenix. Yeah, we'll fine tune those as we do over unders and um, work our way through the East, the Atlantic, Central, Southeast, and the West, Northwest, Pacific, Southwest. We work through the conferences, the Eastern Conference, and the divisions. Yeah, yeah, we'll revisit all that. But I think that's a good overview and a good place to start with the NBA, at least a general overview of what we think might happen um, in the upcoming 2022-2023 NBA season. Yep. All in, man. Excited to dive a little bit deeper as we get a little bit closer. Absolutely, Joel. All right, Kenny, NHL, man. Uh, what's your initial thoughts? Again, we're we're pretty early on here. I know we, yeah. we've got a little while before we jump into it, but – why don't we do like we did just a few minutes ago in the NBA? What's your initial thoughts getting into NHL? Absolutely. Um, being that we are right outside Central North Carolina, Raleigh, you know, we have our Carolina Hurricanes. And uh, exciting season coming up for the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, wonderful season last year. Won the Metropolitan. Um, had a nice run in the playoffs. Um, I know the eventual Colorado, Tampa Bay, uh, Stanley Cup Finals won by the Avalanche. Still good. Tampa Bay almost won three in a row. But here we are. Hockey's – look, in 97, 1997, we get a team from Hartford. I drive to Greensboro to watch games. Tuesday night, they'd play Tampa Bay. They'd play whomever. And there were tarps up in the Greensboro Coliseum. Yeah. Um, you couldn't get 6,500 people to come watch. Now – all over the area. You get this team in the playoffs, there's flags, people are excited, they love Brenda Moore, the coach of their 2006 Stanley Cup champion, the captain of that team. People are all in in this area, it's exciting. It's building momentum, building, building. We've got a lot of transplants from the Northeast down here that love hockey. It's building, it's building, and then Bettman gives us 
the Stadium Series outdoor game in February of 2023. How exciting it is to be a Carolina Hurricanes hockey fan in this in this market to get that game. Um, fingers crossed, the Wolfpack doesn't stink up that stadium, and then uh, and then and then we get we get hockey there, and um, we get to Capitals. Um, all eyes will be on Raleigh and Southern hockey. It'll be awesome. That team looks good. But my overall impressions, my first knee-jerk reaction to the NHL for 2022-2023, Colorado's going to be good again. Tampa Bay's going to be good again. Hurricanes and Toronto, those four will be very good. Um, once again, it's a league with 32 teams and 16 make the playoffs. Yeah. If you're not in it, you got issues, like we just talked about in the NBA. So, I am, uh, I'm excited. I'd like hockey. Casual fan, fan, no, all in. I'll watch every, I'll watch every night. And in this market, we get all the home games of the Hurricanes. Um, if you haven't been, go. It's way more fun in person than it is on TV. Hockey's come a long way from where we had the yellow tracker on the puck. You know, where fans couldn't follow the puck. Very exciting. And now ESPN has taken the rights back to the NHL. And when the flagship gets behind a sport, it does well. And yeah. so hockey ratings are up on ESPN. Um, should be an exciting season. Um, we'll talk about some of the favorites to win the Stanley Cup, some of the Vegas odds. Um but my initial knee-jerk reaction to the NHL season, I'm super stoked being a Hurricanes fan. One Stanley Cup championship here, the outdoor games, the Stadium Series game in February. Can't be more excited for that. Um, I've seen the draft here. I've seen the All-Star weekend here. and can't wait for this. This is great. I mean, and there was a, a run 2000, um, coming out of the lockout. Hurricanes win the Stanley Cup. But – there was a run right in there where it was all Southern teams, and Tampa Bay continues to keep that alive, Florida team winning. Yeah. Uh, so Tampa Bay wins back-to-back cups before Colorado wins. You had Anaheim win. Um, um, Southern hockey, it's, it's just nice to see these markets um, have a hockey team and people get behind and go see. So um, anyway, and then in 2021, 2022, Florida had the most points. So, yeah. um, so Southern hockey is a real thing. But I'm excited. I, I lost all my notes thinking about it. I'm just <laughs> really excited talking about hockey. And uh, um, anyway, that's my initial reaction. Have a strong rooting interest and love to watch it. So, so Tampa Bay went back to back two sir. years ago, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, what, what's the rule of thumb in sports? Three out of five's a dynasty. Yeah, so, I guess. Yeah. So, does that apply to hockey? I, it has to, right? I mean, it has to. Um, and Tampa Bay could be that. They, they, they were just a step away from being three-time back-to-back-to-back NHL champions, yeah. Stanley Cup champions. And, you know, when the Lakers do that or the Bulls do that, you have a dynasty. Patriots, yeah. Cowboys in the Knights. Yes, you're right. Um, so it applies to hockey. I know of the big four, it gets the least amount of attention, football, basketball, baseball, hockey. Um, but uh, somebody like me that, that had the own switch put on in 97, um, I've loved it. And, uh, and this year is going to be exciting. That, that's, uh, that's a big deal to get that outdoor game here and yeah. uh, have the whole world watching. Um, 
and 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 Raleigh will pull it off. Uh, Brenda Moore and Waddell, um, yep. and the ownership group here, Dundon, they're going to do it right, and it's it's going to be really it's it's going to be something. So that's field trip for the Catback Podcast. Absolutely, is to, is to get out there. So I, I Kyle make the, all this stuff. Um, uh, portable, mobile, and uh, and uh, um, we'll we'll get out there, and um, it's it's going to be an exciting time. Um, ha- being a football guy, obviously you like uh, sports that are fast paced. Yeah. So you like course. the NFL. Um, we still like baseball, even though that's kind of slowed down. We referenced the pitch clock and some of that stuff earlier, and in, in this in the podcast series here. But um, what is your You've grown to like hockey because of the hurricanes Absolutely. and stuff. What are some of the reasons that you've grown to like hockey? Yeah, I think you hit it. I think it's the speed of the game. It's a lot of fun to watch. Um, you know, I didn't grow up watching hockey. I, right. mean, I was a football, right. basketball, baseball mm-hmm. kind of guy. Right. Um, but learning, Traditional sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and learning more about it and, you know, the hype around the hurricanes, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's Throughout history, it's been hot or cold, right? But right. when it's hot, it's electric. It's oh, a yeah. lot of fun. And yeah. they, even they, when they're yeah. cold, going to the games, mm-hmm. it's it's such a different, unique atmosphere versus what yeah. I was accustomed to. Right. You know, right. with basketball, football, right. baseball, right. hockey is just a different breed of sport, and I yeah. love it. And, you know, I've, I've never been really good on skates right. my entire life <laughs> for whatever reason. Offensive linemen and defensive <laughs> linemen normally aren't good yeah, on that, skates. That's but, yeah. fair. <laughs> but, you know, the fact that somebody can skate so fast oh, yeah. on blades on ice and stay in control and deliver a shot. Correct. It's just, that's stunning to me. And have your head on a swivel paying attention Absolutely. to your players where they are, teammates, and the guys that are trying to light you up. Yeah. You know, it's um, it's really – and then you're a goaltender there with uh, Max Scherzer or Aradis Chapman yeah. throwing a fastball 100 miles an hour, right. and you stand there and stop it, yeah. you know. And um, it's it is really exciting. Um I, I think so, too. You know, I guess early on when I was first learning more about hockey, and I mean, I still have a lot to learn about hockey, right. obviously, yeah. but I do feel like today's game is less violent yes. than it probably once was, which you can you can make yeah. the argument about the NFL as well, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Why do you think that's shifting in hockey? Yeah. Um, fighting used to be – obviously, it happened more than it does today. Today – from what I understand and see, fighting is a way to – you get down 2 nothing, and it's a way to get the team back fired up, you know, everybody get on board. I'm going to take a beating or deliver a beating to get us fired up. And I love in the HL when they fight, they fight for a purpose. It's not just to fight. It's your team's down 2 nothing. Your team needs a spark. It needs a go. And of the 25 on the bench, when you fight, everyone's tapping the sticks against the boards – Saying, "All right, I get it. It's time to wake up. You're gonna lay, leave yourself out there for us. It's time for us to get your back. No different than a wide receiver going across the middle, makes the catch, gets lit up, puts the ball down, first down. Let's go. The rest of the team's like, "All right, he's ready to play. What about the rest of us?" And um, I think with the NFL and the NHL, they've just dialed back some of the violence because we're trying to make a sport that, once again, I'm all in. I, you don't have to win me over. I'm going to watch. But if I want to bring Kyle in, if I want to bring women in, if I want to bring casual fans in, I can't have them leaving thinking it's barbaric. Yeah. Right? I can't have helmets flying off across the middle in the NFL. I can't have guys going out on stretchers in hockey. 
And if you care about the sport, and they do, they don't want cheap shot stuff, right? All fine within the limits of the rules of the game. Yeah. And so I just think they've dialed it back because we've done that in everything. Yeah. We'll get to the everybody gets a trophy and all that stuff down the, down the road. But they've dialed it back some. And um, But but it has a purpose. It's still – it's it, 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 even penalties in the NFL, they've – Made things more penal in hockey too to, to kind of dial it back. But hockey still serves a purpose. I mean, uh, fighting in hockey yeah, still fighting. serves a purpose. And so, doesn't happen very often. But when it does, it's good and there's a reason. And um, it's not the Avalanche Red Wings where Osgood and Roy, wah, um, <laughs> drop their gloves, skate to center ice, and fight each other. Yeah. Right. So it's um, it is um. It's, it's still a necessary part of the game. It's just not every game. Yeah. And so there's a there's a purpose for the fighting, um, and there's a purpose for some of the quote-unquote violence. Um, but, yeah, um, I'm excited. And one more, we, you know, we did the overview of the National Basketball Association and National Hockey League, and we both talked about how we get turned on in the postseason playoffs yeah. and stuff. I'm an eight-ish NBA Playoffs, okay. NHL playoffs, ten plus. I mean, as oh, high wow. as the dial okay. goes. Oh, it's it's a different animal. Yeah. NHL playoffs. It's yeah. um, it is because every goal matters. It's such a big deal. Yeah. And so and so anyway, but um, yeah, but so yeah, that's where I stand on. For for me on that, I'm probably less than casual regular season hockey. Right. Unless I'm going to the games. Correct. Love going to the games. Understood. Games. Yeah. Playoff start maybe casual. Mm-hmm. I follow it way more when the Hurricanes are in and doing well. Uh, but that's but fair. Yeah, you said something that a second ago that I find very interesting. So I'm gonna invite Kyle over here to talk here for a second. So, mm-hmm. you know, Kyle is a really big NASCAR guy, big car guy in general. Mm-hmm. Not your traditional sports at all. That's wonderful. You, Part of the country we're in. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned you know casual fans and bringing casual fans mm-hmm. in like the Kyles of the world. Absolutely. And for whatever reason, hockey has done it versus anything else. <laughs> so Kyle, come, come on over, man. I want you to talk for a couple minutes. About That's awesome. What, what's the appeal of hockey to you? Like why? Yeah. What in the world brought you into the hockey world, man? <laughs> I always see Kyle behind the computer. It's nice to have him here talking. That's awesome. So, yeah. <clears throat> the biggest thing for me for hockey is I grew up, you know, I grew up at racetracks. I didn't really watch sports, football. I tried it a little bit in school. I played a little baseball, you know, whatnot. But what intrigued me the most was fast-paced action. Yes, sir. You know, let's go, yeah. go, go. And then the drama around being fast-paced. Mm-hmm. So, you know, on the track, you know, these guys are hitting each other, banging whatnot, and they think maybe someone did something on purpose and they didn't, and then there's a lot of heat on the track. Same with hockey. Correct. You yep. know, you're beating and banging, to, mm-hmm. you know, checking the guy against the wall and whatnot, and you're doing your part. Mm-hmm. Really, it's causing drama with another guy and making him mad. You know, you, you have the fights go on. So, no, I don't want anybody to get extremely hurt. Understood. You still want the game to go on. You know, people, these guys pay a lot of money for these players, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's still the action with it. The fast you know. pace. I still don't under a hundred percent understand hockey. Mm-hmm. I'm learning the rules as yeah. I go, oh, yeah. but yeah. man, I love it. Yeah, and the fast pace, even the slightest mistake, turns into a big mistake. Exactly in, in hockey, and like in NASCAR or any kind of fast paced automobile racing. Exactly. So, yeah. But uh, but yeah, hockey needs fans like you, Kyle. 
get excited about it, butts in the seats, and uh, can't wait till we go out to the outdoor game or the stadium series in February. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, I was just fixing to say the one big thing I think helped a bunch was, you know, being so close to the Hurricane Stadium. You know, mm-hmm. at any point in time, I'd get in a car and go to a game uh-huh. versus, you know, it's kind of hard for me to get in a football, you know. Right. The closest thing to us is the Panthers, Panthers. and I'm not driving three hours just randomly to go watch a football game. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so so uh, that's awesome, Kyle. Uh, love to get the perspective of a guy that's – I mean, Joey and me are easy because we're all in all the time. But to hear another perspective is, is great. Yeah, Appreciate I'm sold. It. I'm sold. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yeah, thanks, Kyle. Yeah. That is really cool. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Kenny just called me easy, so – Oh, yeah, yeah, well. That's fantastic. Thanks, bud. <laughs> oh, like Sunday morning. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, it, look, I'm going to misspeak a lot. But, it, it look, it goes from the heart. It goes, <laughs> it goes from, the, from the heart to the – it bypasses the brain and comes out the mouth. And so, um, and so but that's, that's why we like all this stuff, man. Fans are, are – uh, we, we lose our – rational thoughts sometimes when we talk about these things and that's why we joke so much about a couple episodes about using logic and we're going to try to but man i'm i'm stoked that kyle's all in on hockey and uh and it does make sense i've been to lots of games season ticket holder for a period of time and uh everything he said makes sense a 200 pound guy skating at 22 to 5 miles an hour on on blades and then you're able to get out of his way and still control a stick, puck, yeah. and score. Come on, man. Uh, just watch some of those Edmonton Oilers skate 200 feet at the pace they do and how that you're just like, holy crap, how did that just happen? Um, it's going to be an exciting year, and, and hockey being on ESPN gives it to the oomph it needs. That, um, and then being in this market, this is, this, this is, uh, this is easy um, to get excited about it. And the team being relevant, winning its division last year, deep into the playoffs and a young team that's going to be relevant for some time with Sveshnikov and Ajo and those guys. Yeah. You can't be more excited. It's like my Orioles competing for a postseason place. That's right. And they have a number one farm system while, the, you know, and young guys, it's exciting. But anyway, yeah, um, that's a long answer for what are your initial reactions to the season. I'm very excited. <laughs> I can't wait for hockey to start. Um, and we'll just see where it goes. So – the Avalanche are overwhelming favorites yeah. for the Stanley Cup this year. You buy it? Yeah, they're good, man. Young, yeah. good. It, it, look, they they play a brand of hockey that's unfamiliar to most. It's fast. It's skilled. It's strong and powerful when it needs to be. They got guys that can drop the gloves. And then when you think you have a, you got a goaltender that can you know stand on his head. So, I'm, I'm Vegas is right. I yeah. mean, they easily could go back to back. Um, um, so it's kind of crazy looking at it here. Let's let's just take the let's say top five. Okay. So Avalanche are the overwhelming favorites. Yes, and it's sir. not even close. Yep. Next four all come from the Eastern Conference. Yep. So you, in order, you have the Maple Leafs, the mm-hmm. Panthers, the Hurricanes, and the Lightning. Gotcha. So it, it looks like it's going to be a bloodbath between those four teams to make it to see Colorado. What, what, what's your thoughts on those four? All four good teams from the Eastern Conference. The good news for the Hurricanes is three of them are in the Atlantic. That's Florida, right. Tampa Bay, and uh, Toronto are in the Atlantic. The Hurricanes are in the Metropolitan. Yeah. So those teams will beat, beat up each other. Maybe the Hurricanes survive their 82-game season a little bit more unscathed and um, can make a deep run in the postseason. But I agree. All those teams are very, very good. Um, 
I was just making sure I didn't misspeak earlier, but I think Florida, yeah, ended up with the most points last year. They, they did. did just eke out Colorado. Yeah, and yeah. so those teams are good. Young, good talent in Toronto. We know what Tampa Bay, We you go to three straight finals, win two of them. Um, Florida, we just referenced. Hurricanes, it's, it's going to be whoever comes out of the Eastern Conference will be well-equipped again to push the avalanche. But if today you put my feet to the fire, it's um, – it's Colorado to win back-to-back Stanley Cups. Think so? Yeah, and it, uh, it's frustrating because I want to say your heart's all over the place. People know of the, the Hurricanes would love love for a second Stanley Cup. Um, I mean, I was part of the crowd in 2002 that was there sleeping as they played the Red Wings into three overtimes and um, losing overtime. Anyway, a series that was still game one in Detroit, one lose game two, you win game three, who knows. But the hockey gods made it right in 2006. We win the Stanley Cup. Right. And uh, this area never forgets Brendan Moore holding the cup above his head. Just the pure joy. You talk about everybody getting a trophy and how we water down sports. When he grabbed that Stanley Cup, you could just see all the years of yeah. every – just the look on his grown man's face. It's like I've reached the highest level in what I do for a living and how awesome was that. And his attitude was when we were looking for a coach um, after Paul Maurice a couple of times and – and stuff in this area, we're looking for a coach. And um, I'll never forget, he says out loud, it starts with me, the interview process. Well, damn, Joey, you've been around sports your whole life. When a guy says that, there's very little doubt yeah. that he's all in. Yeah. And um, That's and, not put me in the game mentality. Yeah. yeah. And um, I heard LeBron say one time, my biggest ability is availability. He's yeah. ready to go every night if he can. Now he's 37 and he gets of course. now. But – you know, gee whiz, um, 20 years ago, he's 17 years old, high school, Sports Illustrated, chosen one, and he's still doing it today. I mean, all-in people, you know. Yeah. Um, and Brendan Moore's one of those guys. And so if you can't get excited, I told Kyle off air, I was like, I don't care what the roster is. I trust that dude behind the bench. Absolutely. His ass is back there. I'm in the seats, and I expect that they'll win. Damn sure be competitive. I know that. And you can't say that about a lot of these teams. We just talked about the NBA and some guys coast. You coast on his team, you don't play. Yeah. Practice or game. Yeah. You you said it in episode one, right? I mean, these are professional athletes. They want to play. They're prideful, and they're out there to win. Yeah. And, and if you're not, then there is somebody that will take your spot to do that. Yeah. So. So – so three of those four we just referenced in the East. Yes, sir. Or Eastern Conference come out of yep. the Atlantic. So yep. in the Metropolitan behind the Hurricanes, Rangers, Pins, Caps, any of them got a chance to push the Canes? It, it, Rangers young, good series in the postseason against the Hurricanes last year. Man, Pittsburgh, Malkin back, always have Crosby. So they could – and then Ovechkin in Washington. I mean, yeah, any of those four could be – could be ones that compete for the Metropolitan yeah. uh, Division. Um, if I had to rank them just on roster and the Hurricanes moves in offseason, they're still one. Um, but I still think – I think the Rangers are two, and I think Washington's three, Pittsburgh's four. Um, I know they ended a little different than that last year in the, in the yeah. regular season. But I think the Hurricanes win the Metropolitan. Cool. Very good. So, can't help but feel that – Pacific's just getting crushed here out of the Western Conference. Yeah, I know. anybody there competitive enough? Or? Uh, uh, it's it. You know, uh, 
Looks like Edmonton's yeah. six, the Flames are seven okay, in terms yeah. of the favorites. Yeah. So they're not far behind. Yeah. But, but at the same time, it feels like they are. Yeah, they yeah. They're, they're, there's a huge gap between, to me, Calgary, Edmonton, winner of the Pacific versus Colorado. Um, yeah. You know, Vegas was hot for a second there. Um, Burns leaving San Jose to come to the Hurricanes. That's going to – I mean, just a, just a veteran leader on that team. I don't – I mean, you got more chance of Minnesota pushing Colorado in their division yeah. than you do in the postseason. But, you know, Edmund can get – I mean, Colorado just beat all those guys this past year. I yeah. mean, so I think they can do it again. I mean, um, but it, it to me – Hockey's just different. I mean, it's just different. And when you get to the postseason, anything can happen. A goaltender gets hot. It's different than basketball, you yeah. know. Um, in hockey, a goaltender just what they say stands on his head. If he if he's hot, I mean, and steals a game and momentum, you just never know. Yeah. But uh, but right now here before the season gets going, um, Colorado best team in the West. And, okay. and 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 you pick if it's Toronto, Tampa Bay, Florida, Carolina, from the East. I still think Colorado's better. Okay. I said last year to some people as we watched the Stanley Cup Finals, it felt like if you took the All Star team from the East against Colorado, Colorado still pushed them to yeah. seven games. I mean, they were wow. just, they're just good, man. They're really good. And I remember watching them in the regular season. The Hurricanes won out there. I think lost here or vice versa. And I thought, whew, this Colorado's team's good. And I remember telling my my son and my friends, the good news is we only see them in the Stanley Cup Finals <laughs> if they get there. So, um, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of all on board with Vegas and the way they have them. Okay. Plus four hundred, and the next team's basically plus nine fifty. Yeah, I mean it's that's not even close. No, no, not in in gambling sense. That's not even close. Yeah. Um, that's that's two to one kind of thing. So. That's your L.A. Dodgers in baseball this year kind of thing. Well, so. Let's play a quick game then. So you got it. Look at Eastern Conference, the Atlantic. Yes, sir. So, according to Vegas, yep. Maple Leafs are the favorite mm-hmm. out of that division. Yep. All right, so a team not named the Maple Leafs. You got gonna it. Who's going to take it? Um, who am I taking? If it's not the Maple Leafs, it's um, John Cooper's Tampa Bay Lightning. Think so? Yep. Yeah, I, I just um, – Florida was good last year, and it's hard to be good, good, good. And I know that sounds stupid coming from a guy who just said Colorado was really good last year. They're going to be good this year. But Tampa Bay is not bad. It's been mm-hmm. the three finals and one, two. So, Tampa Bay, if you if you tell me I can't pick – Vegas says I can't pick the Leafs, then I go with the Lightning. Yeah, well, and Vegas has Florida right behind the Leafs. So, yeah. you're, you're a little opposite of Vegas there. But. Yeah. Yep. Let's see. That'll be interesting. Yeah. All right. Metropolitan team not named Hurricanes. Who is mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. 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 I wanna. Um, you know, we'll get to dark horses and stuff when the season gets in, and, and, and as we spotlight games during our podcast all throughout the season. Um, I. Man, the Rangers are capitals, you know. If it's not the Hurricanes, it's one of those two. Pittsburgh's getting a little older, but so is Washington. I'm going to go Rangers. All right. They got they got a whole lot of Carolina Hurricanes in them. Um, young guys, 
and the goaltender last year was so good in the postseason. So um, if he's if he's any percentage of what he was last year, they'll be right in the mix all the way through the end of the season. So you got Rangers there. Yes, sir. Lightning right. Rangers. If I, if I can't go Leafs, Hurricanes. Yep. Kyle, you're – you know a little bit about the Metropolitan here. If mm-hmm. it's not the Hurricanes, who who do you think it is? Who's your your lock man? <laughs> While he's doing that, Kenny, think yep. about Western and yeah, they're in the yeah, Central yeah, yeah. Man. If yeah. it's not the Avalanche, who is it? Um, it's if it's not Colorado. Yeah, I mean Minnesota's still good, man. I mean, look, as good as Colorado was last year, Minnesota was right there till the last week of the season. Um, Finished behind by, you know, less than 10 points, um, which is five games, five wins. Um, Minnesota, if it's not Colorado. What Kyle end up doing in the Metropolitan if he can't do Hurricanes? If it's not the Hurricanes, then it's definitely the Capitals. Okay. And, and, and see, I was on the fence. I could see Washington. I could certainly see Washington winning the division if it's not the Hurricanes. They're it, pretty strong, and yeah. we struggle a little bit with them sometimes. So. Yes, we do, all the way yeah. back to our Southeastern Division games. I mean, yep. when we were in the same conference back then, it was always Hurricanes or Capitals for the Southeastern Conference. Yeah, division, so in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, got banners up there that don't make any sense anymore because the young people <laughs> come to watch hockey, and they don't, um, they don't even recognize – the different divisions because there is no southeast anymore. So, so Kenny, who did you have in the central? Not named Avalanche. Minnesota. Minnesota. Go with All the right. Wild. Yeah. All um, right. How about Pacific? I, I love the Edmonton Oilers. Okay. I mean, they're they're very very good, very very young, very very good. I um, I go Edmonton um. In the Pacific, and then. Uh, let me get you on record, Joseph, Joey. Right. Um, what we got? I, I want you. I want you to give me who you think wins the Atlantic. Um, I'm probably gonna say the Lightning. Got you. All so right. So mostly, mostly because I'm rooting for. Yeah. You know the the third one in four years. Yeah. For you maybe. just want dynasty talk. Yeah. Good. Good uh, podcast stuff. Yeah, it makes <laughs> it interesting. So I'm going Lightning there. All right, and your winner of the Metropolitan. Give me the Canes. Oh, I convinced him. That's great. In the central of the Western Conference. A- Avalanche. Yes, sir. Yeah, I just – and you know what? Um, Vegas misses, I get it, but they don't miss like this. Yeah, that, that's a pretty big margin. I mean, this is Tiger Woods in 2000 yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's um, right. And then in the Pacific. Uh, I'm going to go Flames just because yep. I want to be able to tell you you were wrong. <laughs> Jackass. So. All right. Call me easy. All right. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> if you had to pick a Stanley Cup winner in the end of summer 2022, who would you pick? It's hard not to say Colorado with <laughs> with the odds that Vegas has. Like, yep. I'm, I'm yep. not a big hockey guy. I, I, I don't know enough to be able to – yeah, but you're like an, to cipher really close lines, but you're an analytics guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm an analytics guy, and I'm seeing this, and Vegas ain't even coming close to trying to hedge a bet. So. And I, I'm just paying attention to now. I just looked up, and not only is it's across the board. Yeah. Oh the, yeah. The, it's the, the it's not just like it's Vegas. Not, it's Insider. not just it's one. All the it, sports books. It's everywhere. It, it's stunning. That, that is, is stunning to see. 
Yeah, I, I just now noticing that, that that gap is big. Yeah, I mean usually it's one in one a or whatever. Yeah, no, that's one in three. Yeah. <laughs> Number it's, one and in three is. Yeah, what it I was is. gonna say it, it's one, and then you've got like a bunch of maybe two a b c d's. What we'll do, what we'll do better is if the season plays out this way, and we're at game sixty, we'll do avalanche versus the field or something. There you go. That'd yeah. be fun. So we'll have a have something to talk about and um, and embarrass ourselves with that, you know. So. Anyway, all right. Yeah, man, I, I'm excited about hockey. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good 2022-2023 season, and uh, we'll certainly talk about it more because of where we are located and the hurricanes and being relevant right. to the Stanley Cup Finals. I believe just at least little, the playoffs. Yeah, just a little over a month away. Hard to believe. So, Kenny, looking at a few of our hot topics this week, I think we have four up. Uh, that we want to cover. So, yes, sir. First one, I know you're really excited about. Absolutely, man. let's, let's talk about Serena. That's my girl. Um, wow. Um, all these years later, um, this is it. Sounds like the U.S. Open, U.S. Women's Tennis Open is it for Serena? Um, win, lose, or draw, she's uh, hanging it up. Um, in my opinion. Um, with sports so competitive these days, she's got some Tiger Woods as far as dominating her sport um, for a period of time. Um, when Tiger did the Tiger Slam, um, held off four majors at one time, Serena Williams is right there. I mean, in my opinion, she's she's the greatest uh, women's athlete. And last night to see her win in Flushing Meadow in New York, and the way the fans loved her, husband, daughter, on center court with her. Um, Gail King doing the interview, like, man, this, you know, you just sort of know some things you where you were when it happened. Yeah. Right? And uh, when she's done, you'll know where you were because you, will you see anybody like her again? You know, I mean, the Nicholases in golf, Tiger Woods, Serena Williams, the Michael Jordans, the Mount Rushmore of professional athletes. Will you um, will you see anything like that? Um, you guys have a twenty year head start, so maybe not in my lifetime, but maybe y'all will. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm all in on Serena. Um, she's gonna play doubles with Venus. Um, to me, um, when she's done, the great ones. A lot of times you don't realize it till they're done. But in that sport. She's moved the needle. She may not be yeah. Tiger and the needle, but but she has moved the needle in, in women's tennis. And I had hoped she would get the 24th major. I just wanted to do that. Um, doesn't look like that's going to happen now. Um, she did she did win the Australian pregnant. So, you know, um, but but uh, she's my girl. And um, I, uh, I am going to miss her. And I know women's tennis will as well. Yeah. So, is she the most dominant female athlete ever? I'm, I've, I've been racking my brain since last night trying to find somebody. I mean, outside of the Russells and the Chamberlains and the NBA, I'm trying to find somebody who dominated like she is, and, and I can't. And she's, she's, she's the most dominant women's athlete. Um, you're well, going to talk about UFC in a little bit, but um, – there was the Rouseys and that kind of stuff yeah. and that, but yeah, I'm 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 gonna go with mainstream sports um, most dominant women's athlete of all time. 
So let's take the female tag off of it. Okay. Is she the most dominant athlete in her respective sport? In the competitive world of sports today and the money tied to it, yeah. Think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She um was Jordan got six titles. Russell's got eleven. Yeah. More competitive when Jordan did it. It's hard, these error comparisons. Yeah. But in her sport, yeah. When I hear Chris Everett say that, I don't mind being on that heel. Yeah, most dominant player in their respective sport. Yeah. I I, I can live with that. Absolutely, I I can live with that. I absolutely think she's in that conversation. You know, for me, it's her and tennis. It's Tiger and golf and his prom. Yep. I'm not sure who else is there. Yeah, because there's some. Right, but but you have a hard time in team sports. Yeah, absolutely. So it has to be tennis or golf or individual sports. Yeah. And these are the two Olympic-type sports that um, get the most airtime here in this country. So I'm, I'm going to go yes to that. And, and I don't think anybody would give a whole lot of pushback to that. Because we'll see yeah. when she loses tomorrow night or whatever the narrative afterwards. I just wish there was a way that that crowd, that fan base, that tennis crowd could somehow will her to the second week. I, I would just love for that to happen. Because, you know, she's not done it too long when she's embarrassing herself, still competitive, and um, doing it at the right time. Wants to do – I mean, look, man, she's got a brand. She's got clothing and all kind of um, peripheral stuff to do after tennis. So go out while you're still relevant and don't embarrass yourself and and then get on to those next things. Maybe, you know, wife, more kids, that kind of stuff. I had Brady sneak into my head there for a second, but there's just something about her sport being one-on-one. Yeah. I mean, if you want to dominate, that's that's me versus you, right? And for a long time, she stiff-armed the competition. You know, she held them down. And uh, and so I, 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 would, I would be willing to research and be able to, to stand on that most dominant – athlete in their respective sport yeah, and be able to go back and forth with anybody because we've lived it. We've seen it. Venus came out first and did her thing. And then Serena just damn glass ceiling just smashed, you know? So yeah. And, um, <laughs> I mean, I like, I'm, I'm going to be watching, you know, I, I, I really want Serena. I mean, I'm all in. I, I don't like to see the end of certain things, you know, yeah. But it all has to has to be that way. So, yeah, man, I'm a, I, I am a Serena guy. So um, I hope that doesn't offend anybody. But I'm a Serena guy, and uh, I um last night I just after she won, I just felt myself staring at the TV, and I'm like, what in the world? This is tennis, you know. That just tells me all I need to know about her impact on her sport game and whatever's larger than that for for a tennis athlete, you know. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, I'm all in. So, we'll see how it plays out here at the U.S. Open and the women's. And then she'll play doubles with her sister and see where that goes. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. It's always hard to watch the end of the era. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun to watch. And I think you're right. She she made women's tennis 
relevant for yes, a sir. really long time. And just the way you said that tells me when you can put a name with an era and a bookend, a career, that says something. Absolutely. So, all right, man. So um, what is next in our hot topics? Um, oh, Joe. No, Joseph. Joe, 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 Joe. Um, you know, we pride ourselves on normal sports and picking stuff. And I've already put my foot in my mouth a couple of times, and you've made some uh, hot topic picks, hot takes um, already. And uh, we'll go back to episode one, and we asked where Jimmy G would be at the start of the season. And, uh, well, yeah, you were right, and I was wrong. I had him in that damn orange helmet playing for the Browns. And uh, <laughs> what did you say on episode one about Jimmy Garoppolo? Garoppolo, um, Joey? Yeah, um, that he would still be rostered at the start of the season with the 49ers, and mostly because they didn't believe in Trey Lance yet. That, yeah. that was the fill it had, and I think uh, what was it? Was it yesterday that he yeah. signed? That uh, yes, sir. I think that's an astounding statement by the 49ers organization that they're not completely sold on Trey Lance. <laughs> so yeah. it's uh, it's impressive, and you know, you know, we were talking a little bit off air about this on. You know, who has the leverage? The 49ers are going to look good in this if midseason or Mm -hmm. right before trade deadline somebody comes up and Mm -hmm. tries to tag Jimmy G for a moment. The Mm -hmm. ask is probably going to be really high. Right. Uh, So, smart move on the 49ers, certainly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think the winner in all of this, though, (laughs) is Jimmy G. Um, How so? Well, I mean, he, he locks down, what was it, six and a half million, I think. Yeah, in, I think you said there were incentives money. of uh, up to nine more. Yeah, and other incentives of up to nine more. So, I mean, he, he rides behind Trey Lance. Let's say Trey Lance does work out to be the guy. Mm-hmm. The Niners are only out six and a half million on him, which is staggering to even say only six and yeah, a half right. million. Yeah, but right. in the grand scheme of things, for them, it's only six and a half million. Jimmy G makes six and a half million dollars mm-hmm. just coaching, yep. essentially. Exactly. Yep. So, I think it's more likely you're going to see Jimmy on the field at some point this year, so he's going to get some roster incentives, Understood. whether it be the full nine million or not. But he, he can make upwards of fifteen and a half, sixteen million dollars. It's incredible. But I think the smartest play for Jimmy out of all of this, and this one year deal he has, there is a no tag clause in there, so they cannot franchise tag him. There is a no trade clause. So in that there. means he's open to be a free agent next year. He he's will be an unrestricted free agent okay, not next year. Not playing on a franchise tag. Okay, that's right. And then he has a no-trade clause in there, which a lot of people assume you can't be traded. Not necessarily true. Okay. He can be traded, okay. but it has to be at his discretion and his blessing. So now he has all of the control. Yep. So one of two things – well, really three things is going to happen. One is he's not going to play at all this year. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. He's going to go wherever he wants to right. go. Yep. Okay. And he'll pocket his $6.5 million. Option two is somebody makes a trade for him this year – Mm-hmm. And he gets to pick and choose where he's gonna go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we're, I'm gonna come back to that and dive on that just in a second because me okay. and you had an interesting conversation yep. about the potential of that. Yep. And then option number three is he actually comes in, plays, replaces Trey Lance because either Trey doesn't get it done or hurt. God forbid he's for hurt him, he's hurt. hurt. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of the year, they realize Jimmy's gonna be the guy, and the Niners have to resign him for it's real quarterback money. Not going to be a cheap ask no, now. Right. Jimmy's going to be like, hey, you remember when y'all drafted this kid over mm-hmm, me and mm-hmm. now you need me? And, and they actually had a competition last offseason. That's right. And Jimmy G won the yeah, job. That's right. And so, 
Yeah. Um, so okay. <laughs> so go, going back to option two, the trade piece. You know, the news came out today, and we were discussing this. You know, obviously you're a Cowboys fan, and mm, yeah. At, as of right now, in this moment, the Cowboys mm. have one quarterback rostered in Dak Prescott. The under looks good. The under looks good. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, I don't think they're going to carry just one. No. Maybe I'm wrong. They'll they'll have somebody on the practice squad if yep. nothing else. Yep. But you got to have somebody for an emergency use. But mm-hmm. let's say. Again, God forbid, because I actually like Dak Prescott. Right. He's a great guy, it seems like. Right. Let's say week four he goes down with a season-ending injury, and knock on wood this doesn't happen, mm-hmm. but let's play it out. If it does happen, you got Jimmy G sitting there. There's, I guess one thing is, is the Cowboys going to give up enough to get him? And two, is the Cowboys at home for Jimmy G? Mm. I think the ultimate landing spot is Seattle. Yeah, I think so, too. And then he can take whatever money it takes to get him there. And they've got decent receivers in Seattle, good coach Mm -hmm. like they have in San Francisco. But then to get to beat somebody who didn't have faith in you, we always talk about these guys are, you know, when you doubt them is when they show up. Yeah. And uh, But, yeah, back to your question, it would be a home this year. Jerry Jones wants to win at all costs, and if that's the best option he would do. It hasn't made much sense this offseason. He's not done anything Super Bowl or bust kind of thing. He thinks that, from what I see as just a fan, that, that defense and offense is good enough, and I don't know how it can be. No Cooper, no Gallup to start the season, no Gregory on defense. But anyway, I believe he thinks that they win the NFC East so he would do what it takes to get Jimmy G to yeah. be the quarterback for this year. But once again, Jimmy holds all the cards, you That's know, right. what he wants to do. I, not a bad gig to make $6 million and just hold a clipboard okay. and train a kid and then become an unrestricted free agent yeah. and pick where you go, make a lot of money. And if you can stay in the division and punish your team, your former team regularly, why not, you know. Yeah. But – uh my point was in the hot take, you were you were spot on, man. Um, that's where logic won. You well thought out. Well, I was like, the Browns are all in to win the Super Bowl. They got to get somebody. And they didn't. They haven't. They don't look like they are. So, yeah, just ride with Brissett over there. And then uh, we'll see how that plays out against the Panthers and Baker. Yeah. Uh, makes it makes some of this stuff very sound. But you absolutely were spot on with Jimmy G. Didn't miss a bit of it. Um, everything that you said has come to fruition as the season's right around the corner a week from Thursday, maybe. Yeah, that's right. Um, whatever the next weekend is after college football gets going. So, uh, yeah, hot topic number two was Jimmy G, and you were spot on. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll chalk that one up the lock. We'll, no, we'll no, we'll, no. Once we've look, got a few under our belt. We'll no, that was, uh, that was well thought out, and you hit it from the you know from the onset. You were spot on. Um, yeah. So, that, that was good. That was absolutely good, and I just wanted to – Revisit that because uh, we're not going to be right very often, so we might as well pat ourselves <laughs> on the back when we are. That's so, fair. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Um, that's fair. So you're good with how Jimmy G played out, obviously, because that's what you said. Yeah, I'm good. I'm interested to see what happens with him because I think there's still a lot of variables mm-hmm. for him. But uh, you, we'll see. Uh, um, didn't you say in episode one you weren't sold on Trey Lance? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not sold on Trey Lance. So, you think, think Jimmy G takes snaps this year? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And he reaches all those incentive clauses in his contract? I don't know if he reaches all of them. I think it will take a Trey Lance injury for him to have the opportunity okay. to reach all of them. Right. But I, he's going to get a good portion, I think. And if you have to guess, he's an unrestricted free agent after this year? Yeah, I, I think – honestly, I think the trade's off the table for him. Okay. Um, unless, unless it were Seattle. But because uh, I think you're dead on, I, I yeah. think he's going to end up being a Seahawk. Yeah, and I think there's no way the Niners trade him to the Seahawks. Right. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I can't see. But that. you you can make the argument too if the Niners already know he's going to go to Seattle, and this is obviously Get speculation. For, yeah, okay. Why not take something from an in division rival? Understood. So yeah, who, get, who get something instead of letting him just walk. I get it. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, absolutely great take. Uh, spot on with the Jimmy G news. Um, all came to fruition the way you said it. Yeah. What's next on the table in Hot Topics tonight? So, you know, we just saw that Jake Paul has this next fight lined up with a UFC superstar oh. in his heyday, Anderson Silva. And Anderson Silva, man, was an absolute monster in the octagon. That's the one they time. called Spider. He's the or Spider, Silva. yeah. Oh, Anderson gotcha. the Spider Silva. Um, mm. So – a lot of hype around Jake Paul always. <laughs> always a lot of hype around Logan as well. Right. And I'm I'm speaking as it pertains to boxing. The, both guys are marketing geniuses. They're, yeah. they're cleaning up off of this, which is fantastic. But I, I want to attack it from a sports angle a little bit. So Jake Paul's fighting what's perceived as a real fighter. Mm-hmm. Not in the octagon. Okay. Back in a boxing ring. And, you know, they're – the hype around him seems to be real because he's 5-0 as a mm-hmm. boxer. But then I, I look at who he's fought. So yeah. his first fight, official fight, was Nate Robinson, washed-up NBA player. Yeah, the, the the dunk contest guy or yeah. whatever, Knicks and so forth. Yeah, yeah. okay, I so, remember that. And that that made for great memes with Robinson getting yeah, knocked didn't he out. Yeah, get, he got knocked out, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Friday style. It just seems Damn like Jake Paul's so much bigger than Nate Robinson. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he he is so, th- whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then he fought a YouTuber. Uh, who's that? Remind so, me of that. I, I don't know. even remember. Okay, it. gotcha. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm a cool. YouTuber, but uh-huh. so not a fighter. Okay, a YouTuber man. So then we get into Ben Askren. He fights a UFC fighter. Okay. A washed up, out of shape UFC fighter. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, he knocked him out in glorious fashion. Okay, so, so we are building some validity as a boxer. Then the first two weren't really boxers, but now we've beaten somebody who fights. Yeah, so okay. y- you fought a fighter this time. Okay. But he's also a UFC guy. Okay. So you beat him in the boxing ring. Right. So then you get to Tyrone Woodley. Oh, okay. Absolute monster in the octagon for a while. Pretty yeah, you're educating guy. me. I, the name rings familiar. Yeah. Yeah, pretty scary guy in the octagon. Get mm-hmm. him in a boxing ring. And my gut feeling on that fight was, all right, this may actually be a fight. Okay, yeah. Did yeah. you think this is where it ends for Jake Paul? He loses? I wasn't sure. You know, it, it's the transition between boxing and MMA, mm-hmm. I think, is a very, very, very wide gap. Okay. Personally, um, I think we saw that with Mayweather right. fighting Conor McGregor. McGregor. Yeah, and you know Kyle brought up earlier. I mean, yeah. it's actually very impressive to see McGregor stood toe to toe with arguably the greatest boxer of all time for yeah. a while. Mm-hmm. So maybe it translated a little bit better for him. But McGregor is a 
different breed of animal when it right. comes to fighting also. Right. So, um, and to remember to do anything outside of your elements hard yeah. to do no I absolutely mean, you know to do to, to, to train for it and, and yeah. do that this isn't a michael jordan and baseball kind of thing this yeah. is, it's a little bit different yeah and i and i trust you in boxing so, I've, I've heard some of the narrative you've given on boxing so yeah but tyrone woodley mm-hmm. scary man mm-hmm. so um paul ended up winning in a split decision didn't knock him out so okay if i'm not mistaken i believe that's the first one he didn't knock out okay so then he was supposed to fight Tommy Fury. Oh, ooh, okay. And Fury had to back out. Mm. So mm. we had Tyrone Woodley number two. Yeah. Okay. Oh, they him. fought again. Yeah. Okay. And he knocked him out in an ugly fashion. So that that one wasn't even close. Okay. So now I'm sitting there thinking, all right, maybe this UFC thing doesn't translate to to boxing. To boxing. Just like I can almost guarantee this boxing thing's not gonna translate to the octagon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it could be fun to watch. But so, but now we're getting here. Jake Paul in his world is trying to make a name for himself as a professional fighter. Okay. And we're fighting up another retired UFC fighter who's not a brawler, who's mm-hmm. not a he's a good striker, yes. Right. But he's really a jiu-jitsu kind of guy, Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're going to put him in a boxing what? ring way past his prime to fight Jake Paul who is in great shape. I mean, I'm not, not going to argue that. Right. And he obviously has heavy hands. Right. He's knocking out professional right. fighters. Right. I don't want to take anything away from that. Right. So he's probably going to knock out Silva, honestly. But my question becomes, all right, he wants to be a real boxer in his mind. He wants to be a professional athlete. I have one question. Yeah. When's he going to fight a boxer? Correct. That's and if my he question. does, can he actually beat a boxer? Fury would be that, right? Yeah, I think Fury would absolutely be that. At, and what, you, in, uh, your, in your best judgment, can he beat a boxer? I, in my personal opinion, I don't think so. Okay. Not, not a real trained boxer? I don't think so. And, again, I don't want to take anything away from Jake Paul. He hasn't even been fighting all that long. Right. And what he's accomplished in the short time he has been fighting – Impressive, it's right? Impressive. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, but uh, I want to see him fight a real boxer, a trained boxer that's in their prime, and and let's see. And if he knocks him out, fantastic. If he wins that fight, dude, maybe you're for real. Yeah, but I have a hard time seeing how you're for real and you don't want to fight an actual boxer. And maybe it's an actual boxer don't want to fight him because an right. actual boxer has everything to lose, lose. where Jake Paul has everything to gain. Too. That's right. Yeah. But but money speaks, and these are big purses. I mean, right. they, these aren't right. small fight cards. Yeah. I'm not well-versed in the Jake Paul world or his brother. But, um, but you know what? If you want to be legitimate, I step in the ring with a legitimate competitor. Um. But I don't know. It'd be hard to get a boxer to do that because their career is over if they lose to this guy. Yeah, he's a social so media guy. He's a marketing genius. He's That's a right. whatever, you know. Um, I'd, I'd like to see him fight his brother. I'm not sure it will ever happen. But in my opinion, I think Logan Paul is a much more technical fighter did, and a better fighter than Jake Paul did, is. One of them, did, they didn't fight McGregor, did they, one of them? No. no I mean, uh, I mean, sorry, sorry, uh, Floyd May- Mayweather. Yeah, Either. so Logan Paul fought Floyd Mayweather okay. in an exhibition. Okay. Nobody got knocked down. They just hit no. each other, and yeah. Mayweather was probably fast, hit him a bunch of times, and moved, I guess. Yeah, yeah. 
Logan gassed pretty quick, as you would expect okay. most people do against Mayweather because okay. he is quick. Yeah, I, I misspoke. So. Yeah, but so his brother has fought a boxer. Yeah. His, his brother, to me, looks more technically sound as a boxer than Jake does. Okay. To me, Jake's more of a hype man. Logan has not had as many fights as Jake Paul. Does he? I don't know. Kyle, can you pull that Does up? he? Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know if he. So he wants to. He has more a, professional fights okay. than Jake does. Okay. Some of Jake's have been exhibitions. Exhibition. All right. And a couple of Logan's has too, but I, I want to say Logan's mm-hmm. double digits in fights probably. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. Jake's 5 okay. 0. Oh. Okay. Logan's not undefeated or. Uh, no, well, okay, no, he's yeah, not. Yeah. Okay. So, so Logan has fought. Boxers, we're, we're about where Jake, this where Jake now. hasn't. So, um, yeah, that, um, but obviously these guys are geniuses because I remember they're pocketing they're millions upon millions of dollars, buku money. Yeah, lots of money. So, um, see those. Look they're like. very, very, very good marketers of themselves, and uh, bringing okay. a lot of money. Maybe Logan hasn't fought quite as much, not not professionally at mm-hmm. least. But, um, yeah, I'd like to see, after he gets his feel of beating UFC guys that are retired, yeah. it'd be kind of cool to see brother on brother. Yeah. I mean. Not, talk- not sure they'll do it, but mm-hmm. I think it'd be fun. It'd be funny. It's, it's funny because it's almost the same as the boxer who doesn't want to fight and have a lose-lose situation. If he loses, it's bad. Yeah. But if he barely beats him, it's still bad. You know, if he doesn't knock out a Jake Paul or a Logan Paul, then um, – then um, it looks it looks bad. So, um, all right, another question for you then, because you know way more about this than I do. Will you watch? Will uh, you watch Jake Paul beat or box Anderson Silva? I'll want to, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think I would to. too. I probably won't buy the pay-per-view. I'll make somebody else buy it. I'll yeah. go watch it with them. Well, it'd be, <laughs> a, be another field trip. So, we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll, uh, we'll do that. I um, it, it would be fun to watch, though. Yeah. Because Anderson Silva was a bad man in the UFC. Yeah. I mean, um, he he was he reigned supreme yeah. for a while, man. I, I don't know good. how these guys step in there and can just box. Yeah, because it seems like you'd want to grab them, go to the ground, and lights out. Yeah. You know, and uh, especially if you got mad, <laughs> yeah. you just instinct and habit take over. There but you know, um, Anderson Silva's professional fighting career—he's thirty-four and eleven. That works. Against guys in his field who yep. are professionals as well. And those 11, most of those 11 came in the later part of his yeah. career after injuries. And yeah. he had a very grotesque yeah, I, I leg injury where he, he yeah. broke the front of his leg. I remember kicking that, yeah. And, I, I remember some of that. I, I'm not as big into UFC and boxing, obviously, as you are, but I remember some of that. And, um, and you know, he's 6'2", 200-ish pounds. Jake Paul's a big kid too, so. Yeah. See, he, he lost eight of his last ten fights. Yep. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolute monster in his Until day. So, he if he lost eight of his last ten, he was 34 and two or three, you yeah. know, because he loses eight to get to 11. So, he was 34 Correct. and three-ish. Uh, 31 or two and three is because he goes two and ten or so in his last ten fights. Loses yeah. eight out of ten. Yeah. So um yeah, I mean, dominant yeah, he, at one he's, time. He's forty seven years old. <laughs> See, that's that right there. And I'm guessing Jake real. Paul's I'm guessing Jake Paul's in his twenties or early thirties or something. I don't know. So but yeah. yeah he's the, probably late twenties, maybe. These YouTubers. He so 30. he's fighting somebody like you fighting me. I mean, you know, to twenty years um 
younger. So hey, they, he's, he's 25. Dude, come on. <laughs> Isn't that against the law in some places? You can't, you can't be hitting old men. And, and don't y'all get any ideas in here. I may be old, but I'm crafty. I'm a, he's a... He's crafty for his age. He's a he can get out of get out of jams. Well, I'm, I I'll probably watch. You know, I'm a sucker for. I'll I'll watch stuff. And and look, these guys are great salesmen because they're getting households all over the place to to watch it, and yeah. their net worth is over the moon. So they're doing something right. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's insane. Well, that looks like it's it for uh, hot takes tonight, right? We good with the yeah, hot topics this week? Oh, I actually, I think we may have one more hot topic, and oh. you know, we got a really big football game this week. And Kenny, <sighs> I, I believe you had a couple things to say. Oh, okay. last podcast, yes sir. yes, sir, specifically about a certain football game and what would happen if oh, one team beat another. Are you? Referencing the Fighting Irish against the Ohio State Buckeyes. Yes, sir, I am. No, Ohio do State. I, 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 I open my mouth a lot of times before I think it through and stick my foot in. I think I said something to, there's no way in hell Ohio State loses to a fraudulent Notre Dame team the first week of the season. Correct. But if it happens, if it happens, I will um, – I will put on a. I did not say this, but I'll take it up a notch. I said I would fight wow. the. I would sing the Notre Dame fight song. I said I would sing the Notre Dame fight you're song. On record with that, but you're up. I, I it? did say yeah, I'm going to up it um, because I'm confident Ryan Day and the Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, <laughs> if uh, if they do lose to the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, I will put on a leprechaun outfit and sing the fight song. I will sing the fight song, and uh, okay. Uh, but I'm confident that Ohio State will win that game, and uh, this will be our first little dabble into specific games of the week. So, um, yeah. so I will continue to take Ohio State wins the game. Um, but if they do not, I'm a man of my word, and I will green tight it, green hat it, put on the leprechaun outfit, and go all go all Rudy and do Notre Dame's. Uh, fight song. That's perfect. If there oh, was ever a time to fix a game for whoever <laughs> out there is listening that can do that. You can make this happen. Th- yeah, th- this is the one. Because we will live stream this on Twitter, guys. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I, I, you know, we just, we just say stuff that we think we're supremely confident in, and we forget that people are listening. So, yeah. Yep. But I'm all in. I'm not going to, I'm not going to turn my back. I said I would do it. I'll do it. But, um, Let's go Ohio State. Okay. Drop the hammer. All right, let's uh, let, let's actually let's get a little more serious. On you got it now, it. I guess. Yep. So that is the game of the week, yep. number two versus number five, starting the season here. All right. Um, excited to see it. Yep. Uh, it it's gonna be a fun game. Yep. Unfortunately, I don't think I'm gonna be able to make you cash in on the bet. <laughs> I, I pray that we can. But yes, sir. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure we will. I just. Notre Dame's a fraudulent five. They just—I don't know how they're that can be considered with the Alabama, yeah, and Clemson's and Ohio State's. I, I, we went down that top twenty-five, and it just made no sense to me. But yeah. that's why they play the game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the spread's just too much. I well, mean, that's that's what I want to get into. I'm actually trying to look at it really yeah. quick here. 
So if I'm not mistaken, I believe the point spread on that game is 17 points, Ohio State. I, I take Ohio State to cover, man. You think Ohio yeah, State right covers the, yes, the 17? Yes, 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 yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah, Notre Dame right out of gate, man. They just Against the number five team in the yep. nation. Yeah, that, that number five Ohio is just State a covering. number beside the, the Golden Dome, the helmet. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Okay. I just, um, I, you know. Ohio State's better, man. Ohio they're State, better. I do think Ohio State's they're better. They're just better. Are they three touchdown favorites better? Uh, if I if real money to it, I don't know. But I just I just feel like Ohio State's gonna jump out early, fourteen nothing, and then it's cruise control. Yeah. It'd be a huge letdown first weekend because everybody will want that game to come down to a field goal, but I just don't see it. I just I don't see Ohio, Notre Dame with the they just Notre Dame is good. I mean, Ohio State is good, and not only are they good, man, they understand this new football and NIL money and what it takes to stay in the top five, and, yeah. and they're good, man. And and Notre Dame, man, is this is the Ohio State team that's tested and Big Ten, and Notre Dame is not. And uh, and you keep – I know last year has nothing to do with this year, but every time Notre Dame's in a big game, all the way back to the 2000 Gator Bowl against NC State, they lay an egg, man. This is not Lou Holtz, Eric Parsegian. This is this is not new coach at Notre Dame this year. You coach left to go to LSU. You don't leave Notre Dame. You retire there. That's a legacy. That's a retirement job. That's a and your coach left to go to LSU. Yeah, it's hard at Notre Dame, man. You don't get any freebies. It's academics, then sports, and uh, they just they just and, and Ohio State is different. Ohio State and Alabama are different. Yeah. They are football players. And so, I just – I don't know. I don't know, Joey. I know you, you're you probably going to take the points in that, but for for entertainment purposes only, I take Ohio State to cover. And I am not wearing the leprechaun suit. I am not <laughs> singing the fight song. I am uh, I am riding high 1-0 and in my picks is okay. what I look at. Yeah. So, yeah, I am going to take the points there. Ohio right. State wins the game. Yes, sir. But g- give me the 17. You got it. So, all right, over-under is 58 and a half. Well, the way they're going to curb stomp them, I take the over. Yeah, I think I've got the over, too. Yeah. So. so um, all right, let's do – this is our last official hot take. Okay. All right. Let's do a quick little rapid fire for the upcoming okay. football weekend. All right. So we'll, we'll keep this really brief. You got it. Yes, sir. Let's just pick a couple random here. So With spread, not not. Yeah, let's so just do spread. We're yeah, not let's just go do spread. Just okay. let's yes, just see. You got it. All right. Let's mix up conferences. We'll do maybe five or six here. Okay. Yes, sir. Right, this one jumps out at me. Okay. <laughs> just because it's a really, really widespread, and it's fun to watch those in college sometimes. You got it. Yeah, because it's always a chance they cover. Yeah. That's right. You've got Ball State and Tennessee. Okay. Tennessee's 32 and a half. Can Tennessee pull off the 32 and a half? Mine is 32 and a half. (laughs) You know, I I would profess to know a lot about college sports, but Ball State's a team I don't follow very closely. (laughs) Um, I don't mean to disrespect anybody. Damn. 
<laughs> if I have to bet it, I take Tennessee to cover. All right, you got Tennessee to cover. <laughs> I think I've got Tennessee to cover. All right, I mean, SEC versus. Ball State. I can't even tell you what so. conference they are. I assume they're in Ohio. I don't know where Ball State is. Anyway, all right. All right, let's get a let's get just a little bit closer. You caught me to off guard with conference. that, but yeah, okay. Good, I like that. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> all right, you've got West Virginia and Pitt. Woo! Yeah. I like it. They've got Pitt as a seven point backyard brawl. I like it. Neighbors that don't get along. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can miss every one of these as long as I'm not in that damn leprechaun suit. <laughs> That's the only thing. That as long as I'm not in that damn leprechaun, I don't care if I go zero and five. As long as I'm not in that leprechaun suit in downtown Raleigh, um, dancing around like a like a fool. Um, all right, I feel good about Ohio State covering. I feel good about that. I feel good about Tennessee covering. There's no way I could could give advice in either other either way for entertainment purposes only. I no way I could get. But now we're getting into legitimate games where it could come down to. Um, Pittsburgh wants to back up their ACC championship last year. Yeah, they're ranked. West Virginia's not. It's a touchdown. These early games, you don't know if it's played at home or some neutral side or whatever, That's where right. you can get lots of butts and seats and ticket sales. And and and, and I know you're setting me up with all these uh, games, and uh, I can't take everybody to cover, but this isn't basketball. Give me the Panthers. Give me Pittsburgh to all cover. All right. I'm actually going to take West Virginia. I knew it. I just knew it. But, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, Pittsburgh was good last year. They'll, they're not going to fall off that much. They're a program that doesn't take huge steps back, and that's what I'm hoping for um, some of the teams I do pull for. All right, West Virginia and Pittsburgh, we split again. No, excuse me. That's the only game we split on so far. We both went. No, we, you took the points. Yeah, you took the points in Notre Dame. Um, you gave the points in Tennessee, and you took the points in West Virginia. So we're different on two out of three. Yep. All right. All right. We got gonna, it noted. Yes, sir. We're going to round this out just because I think it's going to be funny. Okay. With our two teams. Okay. And we'll, we'll go with Matari Hills first. <laughs> so, we have UNC going to App State. Okay. App State is a one-point favorite. <laughs> so, basically a pickle. In Boone, <laughs> North Carolina. Um, first of all, how can Carolina be underdogs on the road against Appalachian State? <laughs> Appalachian beat them last year here in Chapel Hill, I think. I think, I think, I think. And everybody remembers the Michigan game. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, in the mountains, they, they're they angry, you know. They get disrespected. <laughs> they get disrespected. They want, they, want, they want some legitimacy in Boone, right? They want to – and no better way than to beat the flagship, yeah. right, to beat the light blue. Ah, Carolina beats them. Okay. Give, give me the one point. Yeah, I'm with you on Carolina that. plus one. I think I've got to take the one point. I think Carolina wins that game. Yeah, I, you know, my heart wants to see the Hills lose. Easy, <laughs> easy. And stick you up at that Daniel Boone restaurant easy. sitting on the front porch eating uh, the family style up there in Boone, North Carolina, and uh, me celebrating with my uh, Appalachian black and gold and all that. But, you mean uh, your leprechaun. Yeah, exactly. But I do think uh, I do think the light blue just just – they handle Appalachian State. Okay. It's a reasonably close game, but Carolina wins by like seven or ten. Okay. All right, last one. Yes, so sir. We can wrap this up. You got it. 
We're going to Greenville, bud. Ooh, gosh. House of Horrors for the red and white. State at East Carolina. State is an 11-point favorite. Oh. Kiss of death. How many times have I seen them lay an egg when they're favored? On the road, too. All right, boys, if you're really 11 or 13, this is a game you got to win. Mm-hmm. Dorn and the Wolfpack. It's a noon kickoff, though. Ah, I hate noon kickoffs. Most of the guys are just coming, too. Um, uh, but East Carolina hasn't gotten rowdy yet. The fan bases, what do they call it? Full throated. They're not. Uh, they're not. Not haven't tipped them back yet. Uh, you know, kegs. You know, they. They're not in full throat where they've been drinking all night. Um, it's noon, so it should be tempered, right? The purple and gold are not rowdy yet. No quarter arg. You know all that stuff. Um, let's go. Uh, let's go. Wolfpack drops the hammer by twenty one. By yeah, 34-13 kind of thing. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Defense is good in Raleigh. Defense is good this year. Wow. Peyton Wilson back, Drake Thomas, Isaiah Moore. All right. It could be it could be ugly. It could it could be ugly. And then, you know, Wolfpack fans carrying goalposts. Yeah. So I hear you. I go uh, NC State to cover. What do you got, Joey? I got the pack to cover, but not by 21. Okay. I think that's aggressive. So Man, I, I got them to cover. They'll cover the 11. This is week one, dude. I know. I get to hit somebody other than my teammate, and it's let it go. And uh, so you got them winning by what again? I'm going to take the points to 11, but not 21. Okay. So give, give, give me like 14. On so it. state wins 28-14 kind yeah, of Yeah, something of the sort. Yeah. All right, man. Well, it's been fun. This is a blast, yeah. man. Heck yeah. Excited to see how these picks turn out and can't wait to see you next week in that leprechaun. Oh man, I hope you're wrong. I hope you're wrong. (laughs) I don't. In full throat, with full voice, we want to thank you for listening to the Catback Podcast, Episode 3. Appreciate you listening again today. Uh, Enjoy talking through PGA Golf, the Live Tour, uh, the early season, preseason look at the NBA and NHL. And next on episode four, we'll take a deeper dive into specific college football games as well as upcoming NFL games and our usual hot topics and takes. As always, follow us on Twitter at TheCatBack. Remember, give us some feedback. Uh, We'll incorporate it into the show. And exciting news, find us wherever you'd like to listen to your favorite podcast. As always, I'm Joey. And I'm Kenny.